Good Sabbath. Good Sabbath. Amen. We just had something come in on the path of truth where someone was uh, was uh, telling us that we had it all wrong by keeping the Sabbath. Does the Bible have it all wrong about teaching the Sabbath? I thought a funny one that came to my mind was, what did Jesus do? Doesn't that pretty much clinch the matter? Yeah. What well, of it? course, they would they would point that to. They would say that he was still in the Old Testament times, right? Right, but what would Jesus do? Yeah. I mean, you can come up with all the silly excuses yeah. you want, but Jesus kept the Sabbath, and yeah. he is the way. Yeah. He is the example. Yeah. And, and maybe a very <coughs> interesting thought to have on that subject is that uh, if one of the commandments had been changed, Mm-hmm. In, in whatever way it was changed, and in this case they're saying it changed from Saturday to Sunday, right? Then uh, if, if there was such a monumental change, wouldn't that create a lot of controversy? Wouldn't that be amazing? And if it changed d during New Testament times, right. Surely you would have seen something in the scriptures well, that was so that was so dramatically you know, different. I, I think, I, I was going to say, I think this clinches it right here. Wasn't there a lot of conflict about circumcision? Because yes. the old guard yes. couldn't let go of their tradition. That's right. And what if you changed the day? And no less, no less, you didn't change it to Wednesday. You changed it to the same day that all the heathens were keeping. Right. For all that time. <coughs> right. And, and yet, there's only an argument about circumcision and not about the Sabbath? Right. It's, that's ludicrous. That just nails it that right nails there. That nails it right Completely. there. That is ludicrous. I and, never and, thought of that. And anybody arguing against what we've just said yeah. has got to be an idiot. I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> a spiritual idiot. Yes. A rebel against God. Right. It's that simple. Yes. It's that simple. Amen. Show me in the scriptures where, where Sunday is supposed to be the day kept. And, and for stupid reasons that people give. Oh, well, you know, he was... He was raised from the dead on Sunday. Says who? It doesn't say that. And so what if he was raised from the dead on he, Sunday? So I, what? What, the, but he, but he was what, what does that have to do with changing the law of God? When, when he, what, did, he was raised from the dead on the Sabbath. Yeah. Which clinches the point is that yeah. he didn't even... Yeah. He didn't even die on Friday or yeah. get raised on Sunday. They went there on Sunday morning and he was nowhere to be found. That's right. He was gone. He was gone. And why was he gone? Because he was raised on, on the Sabbath. That's right. They only found it empty then. The night before. That's right. The earthquake didn't, you know, everybody, I remember even in, a, in an evangelical church, they must be just borrowing these stupid images off some Catholic website or something because yeah. they're getting yeah. the kids to color it. And, and there's Jesus and the angels are there and the stones rolled away and he's walking out of the tomb. And I right. thought, wait a second, that didn't happen. When that, when that stone was rolled open, the guards went in and he was gone. That means that he didn't come out when there was an earthquake. The earthquake only rolled the stone away to reveal the fact that death had lost the war. And so even, even the imagery that gets imprinted into you yeah. isn't consistent with the yeah. scriptures. It's yeah. a big lie. But even those kind of things, it's, it, this right. is true. Don't 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 match what we've just shared for for, for sure for the for sure. How could it be so silent? How come yeah. there's no controversy? Yeah. yeah, no no sects persecuting them for not keeping the Sabbath for breaking the Ten Commandments. 
And why would that be the only commandment changed if it was changed? Why would that be the only one? Like, let's take, um, thou shalt not kill. Right. All right? Changed. Changed to what? Thou shalt kill? You can do what you want now? Well, Jesus said that even if the, the new law, if you want to talk about a new dispensation, if you want to talk about a new application of the law, Jesus came and said, it is said, do not kill. Right. Yeah. But that's down here. Yeah. I say, you can't even do this. The bar got higher. Yeah. Right? And in Hebrews, doesn't it say, uh, you know, if, if, the, if the vow to be married is serious, how much more serious is your covenant when you're married? Mm-hmm. And so if the foreshadowing of Christ, the law, was serious, how much more serious does the law become when he comes yes. and, and completes it? Yeah. Where that marriage takes place between Christ and his church. Then you can't break the covenant at all. That's right. Right Before it was just an engagement. Yeah. It was a promise. And there was someone that, uh, that wrote to the path of truth and... Gave, gave another argument concerning, concerning the Sabbath. Oh, they were saying that Jesus is the Sabbath, right? So... So why didn't he teach that? Why didn't he teach that? Why do we have to rest? We still need rest. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, even, it's even been scientifically proven that if you take one day a week... Mm-hmm. Even if machinery takes one day, one day a week, or bridges take a one, one day a week, right. there are there are, there are structures and and machinery that well, there was apparently that. last longer when they have those those breaks. Somehow there's a, there's a law built into nature. Uh, I think it was a, a fellow named Kevin Trudeau, not Justin Trudeau, <laughs> Kevin Trudeau, and I, I think he was into Sabbath. He was into Sabbath keeping. I don't, but he did some. Supposedly, I, I can't say I saw the actual study, but he did a series of studies where he would make people rest, work for six days and rest, and these guys would rest on Saturday, these guys would rest on Sunday, and Monday, and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then he would measure certain markers of their health and restedness and reflex and all that, right. and found that people who rested on the Sabbath fared significantly better than people who rested on any other day of the week, even though they were all getting a full day of rest. Okay. So, you know, <coughs> even there, it's not just one day of the week, right. but that specific day of the week right. okay. was important in this particular study. And that day was more beneficial to be resting on than any other day of the week. And you know why? Because yeah, he made it holy. He blessed it. He blessed it. You don't, you don't read in the scriptures where God blessed any other day. Right. But he blessed that seventh day. I remember when we first switched from, the, from Sunday to mm-hmm. the Sabbath. We kept Sunday, and we thought we were keeping the Sabbath, mm-hmm. that is, a day of rest per week. And, and it was so different, keeping that Sabbath. I, I experienced rest that I hadn't experienced mm-hmm. ever on keeping a Sunday, and I wondered about that. I wondered, why is it different? What, why is it so different from any other day? The sun rises, the sun sets, things happen all mm-hmm. around you. What's the difference? And I asked the Lord, and he immediately reminded me that it was the seventh day that he had blessed. Mm-hmm. So that, that day has a blessing. 
But, Martin, we're not, we're not here to push the Sabbath. We're not here to push any, any, anything in particular, whether right. it's the law or whatever. Uh, what we are here to do is to represent the Lord Jesus Christ, to speak his word, to speak his mind. That's why we're here. It's, it's to point people to the Lord. And, and pointing, him to the, or pointing people to the Lord as the only hope, the only salvation the only refuge, the only mm -hmm. solace there is truly available. And uh, Marilyn and I were talking, I think, was, I think it was on the way to town today, we were talking about security and risk. You know, people, they say that in, in, in America, in the States, it has been this mentality or attitude that um, they'd sooner live with some risk They'd sooner take some chances, whereas mm -hmm. the Canadians are, are more of the kind of people that just want all their risks canceled, mm -hmm. eliminated. They want to live as safely and securely as possible. Right. And you know what? To me, when you want security like that, it's only because you're afraid. It's fear that drives you to security, uh, wanting security in many ways. A certain amount of security you want, and you and you and you have that, and you should have it. There are things that you can do to to to, to make your life more reasonable, but uh, a lot of people go overboard with uh, with trying to secure everything, to right. to in insure everything, secure everything, yeah. and and it occurred to me that it's fear that does that, not fear of God. Right. They lack fear of God. That's right. why they're so afraid. That's why they have to have so many things uh, that they can have an assurance of that they're not going to be losing or being hurt or whatever, right? right. All that comes from fear. Right. It comes from fear. Uh, not just wisdom, but fear. Right. And on the other hand, if you're, if you're, if you're willing to live for the Lord, hey, you're willing to be thrown in a furnace, aren't you? Like the three, the three friends of Daniel's. Right. They were willing to be thrown in the furnace. Right. King, we will not worship your God. Right. Everybody else did. They wanted to be secure. We're right. going to do as the king says. No matter what God says, right. we're just going to do what the king says. Right. We're not worried about security. We fear God. We don't fear man. That's, re that's really what they were saying. Peter right. and John, was it Peter and John? Yeah. They said to the rulers. Is it better to obey God or man? Yeah. Judge for yourselves. As for us, we will do what the Lord Jesus Christ told us to do. And right. that's to preach in his name. So you can, either, you can either live openly and freely, or you can try and live as securely as possible. Uh, and when it comes to following the Lord, you're going to lose. You're going to lose everything. You're going to lose everything, including mother mm -hmm. and father, family. Mm -hmm. You're going to lose it all. That's the way it is. And if you're going to keep the Sabbath, you're going to, you're going to take a hit too. Oof. When we, when we first started to keep the Sabbath, our business was cut in half. For sure. 50% of our business was on Saturdays. 
And for the first few months, I was kind of sweating a little, thinking, Lord, have we done the right thing? You're not blessing us with sales. You're not blessing us with customers. Uh, business is a way down. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't long after that he ended up multiplying our business so that it was much more than what we originally had before we started keeping the Sabbath. Right. And it was a different crowd of people that were easier to get along with. It's always, it's always different. Yeah. It's always better. Yeah. When you obey the Lord, it's always better, guaranteed. You want security? Obey the Lord. Fear God and keep His commandments, it says in Ecclesiastes at the end of the whole book. He says, I've been through it all. I've tried, tried this, this, I've tried, tried that, that. Yeah. I've tried everything. I've tried pleasure. I, I, I spared nothing. He said he even, he even tried depression for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah he, he, yeah, he he tried afflicting his soul for a while and see how that felt. Yeah. And, and there's something else about risk and, and, and security. Uh, it says in the scriptures there that it is better to go to the house of mourning mm -hmm. than to go to a party, than right. to go to the house of mirth. We're all going to die. So what are you risking? Right. What are you risking? And, and you know, when you do the right thing, it, it's only a, a risk of what you seem to have. Very true. And, and that's something that people don't often think about. Naked have I come from my mother's womb. Right. Naked will I return. Exactly. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because most, you know, you, so you lose your family. You're going to lose everything. You're going to lose this. You're going to lose that. But once you get in the lose, once you get the losing over with and you look back, it's like you didn't lose anything didn't except lose for anything. exactly what you needed to lose. <laughs> and, and I can say, you and know, that's on, a great gain. on the subject of, of my parents, <coughs> yes. um, it's just not a loss. And, and I think for myself, that what I went through wasn't really so much of um, having to forsake my family in that I wanted to be around them or that I valued them or right. I had any nostalgia of any kind. <laughs> that wasn't the case. I, I remember even trying to be nostalgic just to see if there was anything to be found and, mm -hmm. and there's just nothing nostalgic about yeah. my childhood at all. Yeah. yeah. But And mine was the same. Yeah. Mine was the same. Um, but there's that just because you don't and this is something that I had to learn, is just because you don't necessarily even enjoy your family, uh, maybe they've been abusing you in some form or another for a long time. And right. I just want to, nope, bef before I forget this, I was no different than the rest of my family. It wasn't as though I made some wise decision and I parted from a, right. a rotten crew. Right. I was, I was there, I was right in there, maybe the worst of them, for all I know. Right. All I know is that I was one of them. Right. Right? And the Lord, took me out of there. Right. And when he did that, it automatically set up an enmity between me and the rest of the family. It was an automatic thing. And that, that becomes a very difficult thing for the person that's walking on the path of faith. But as I, as I look, look back, I realize that it was just as difficult, maybe more difficult for them, because for they, sure. had, they had nothing else to replace what they were losing. Right. And that's, that's the big thing. Yeah. You have the Heavenly Father and the host of heaven, All the saints, the brothers and sisters. You have life. You have excitement. You have purpose. You have a wonderful destiny. You just, 
you, you're, you, you come awake, your eyes are opened. Right. Uh, it's, it's and their son died. Yeah, that's right. That's more or less what it is. And, and the Lord said, he that forsakes mother and father, brother and sister, will, will have a hundredfold right. in the life to come, right? Which comes not past the grave, but here. Right. And like that, you, you mentioned to your parents, uh, it's happened. I've got many mothers and, right. and, and brothers and sisters. Yeah. That's the way it works. It's the way it works. And it's, it's talking about quality. It's not talking about quantity. The Lord didn't literally mean that you're going to have a hundred mothers. Right. Obviously, he didn't mean that, right? But you have that quality. You have that fulfillment that just makes it so, so worthwhile. For sure. But there needs to be repentance. There needs to be a total step of faith towards God. Right. Taking up the cross. Right. There's no other way. There's no other way. You can't just join a church. And you can't come into the kingdom. You can't join with us just by what? Starting to well, and come to the path of truth and listen to videos or, or, or whatever you want to try and do. You can't. It's not your effort. It's something God has to do. And there's something that I would want to say because I don't want any of this to be misunderstood. Because, you know, we'll tell people to keep the Sabbath. And often what we see is that people will start keeping, keeping the Sabbath, and then the first thing they do is to get into a whole bunch of religious arguments with a bunch of other people right. who haven't been given the gift of the Sabbath right. and trying to heap on their head, like, you need to be keeping the Sabbath. And it's like, no, if you've been given the Sabbath, which is a gift, right? The Sabbath it was made for man, not Amen. man for the Sabbath. So in other words, the Sabbath, and you know, and maybe... It, and it wasn't just a Jewish thing. They talk about how the Sabbath, well, that's Jewish. That's not Christian. But you go back to Genesis, there was no such thing as a Jew, right? Mm -hmm. by, by nationality, by, by, by national identity. There's no such thing. Right. But God talked about the seventh day, didn't he? Right. It was for everybody. It was for all of creation. Right, and, and even the heathens keep a seven-day week. Yes. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Because <laughs> he made it so. Yeah. But uh, That's right. Not, not even to rehash the subject of the Sabbath, but we found that when we mm -hmm. tell people things, they immediately start trying to require that thing right. from other people. Right. And, and, and in this case, I don't want anyone getting the impression that, hey, if you're going to start listening to Martin and Victor, uh, that you now you can't talk to your parents again. You have to hate them. And that the first thing on your checklist of things to do as a believer is go spit in your parents' face and right. run off down the road. And, and that's yeah. not... Nothing like that. That didn't happen with him. No. I can look back now and say, wow, all the time I ever spent with my family was a waste of time in some sense. In that there was no progress to be made persuading them or influencing them in any positive direction. And it was never going to amount in a healthy relationship at any point. But I don't regret the time spent talking with them and even trying to reconcile with them and, and right. having to, you know, just humble myself and not bring up their faults and just straight up apologize for just mine. Right. And, and truly, it wasn't until I did that. You, you were guilty with them. For sure. Right. And they were guilty with you. And you, know, you, you, you got to clean up your part of it. Right. And, you know, in, in that state, um, then, you know, I apologized <coughs> to them. And it wasn't, you know, they're... You know, for the record, since I shared the last video with them, they're accusing, um, I suppose both of us, but the primary subject being me, of 
that my apology was disingenuous and that it was just a trick and all this right. or whatever, right? Right. And you were just being dishonest and, and, and what's going on and they think Victor somehow conned me into being bitter with my parents or something ridiculous like that. Um, but, uh, but I had to, I did not see clearly how diabolical they were, how burdensome they were how tor tormenting they were to be around, and how obviously dark and wicked their countenance was. I didn't even get to see that until I went in and confessed my sin right. to them. And, right. and once you confess the sins, and, and they were, those, were, those were the things, those were the things that, uh, that I inherited from them. It's not until you confess the, 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 the sins True. of your fathers okay. yes. that suddenly, like, my eyes are opened up and I'm thinking, well, like, you know, this is kind of rough because here I've apologized and made some semblance of, you know, and it'll create some level of reconciliation because, of course, you're apologizing and, and there was such tension before. Right. Well, now there's a hope for reconciliation. Right. And I'm kind of thinking, like, well, yeah, I mean, I want to be reconciled for my part. But you could see, it's not like I was fooled when they came here. There's still a wall of religious ice up. Right. But, yeah. but now having my portion cleaned up there, now I'm looking at it and I'm like, whoa, I can't ever have anything to do with these people. Because now you're, you're, you're new, you've got a different perspective. Well, when you confess your sins and you humbly uh, confess them and repent of those sins right. and make restitution with its apologies or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Uh, your whole being opens up. Right. You come into light right. and you start to see things that you didn't see before. You didn't recognize the, the evils that were there until right. you came out of them yourself, which you can only come out of by confessing and repenting of them. Right. Repenting meaning changing your mind about those things, you forsake those things, you mm -hmm. uh, renounce those things, you denounce those things, mm -hmm. you come out of there. But that you can only do that by the heart of God. Right. God can give you that heart. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to come out. You can't just do that on your own. Right. We're not trying to make people do things that they aren't wanting to, to do. Naturally able to do. Right. They can't do it. Can't do it. And if it's not in your heart to do it, and you do it because we say so, it's not going to go well. It'll it'll be disastrous. It'll be disastrous. It'll just be it'll be like attempting to build a tower when you haven't counted the cost. And yes, made a that's a good illustration. That's because a good you example. just unless you're the only reason why the guy doesn't finish the tower and gets mocked for it is because he didn't have the heart to build it in the first place. That's right. That's right. And and people kind of maybe get to know that. They might sense oh, yeah. that. And they they see you and they're like, oh, I just got to work on him for a couple of years yeah. and he'll be back with us in no time. Which reminds me. Uh, when I started searching for the answer to life, for that, what, fountain of youth? Right. <laughs> you know, I got into, uh, I got into Dale Carnegie, motivational right. yeah. speaking and, 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 and just public relations, right? He wrote a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and all that sort of thing. And, uh, and, and I was really excited about that, and I was hoping to maybe be a, a daily, or, or a Dale Carnegie instructor, Right. Uh, and, uh, but, but, but I came away from that. And then I got into the Amway business, and there was a big uproar of how wonderful Amway was back in the 60s and, and 70s. 
And I got involved in that, and there was a lot of motivation, a lot of excitement, a lot of enthusiasm, and it was a wonderful thing. I didn't make any money. I'm, I, I'm, I know it cost me money, and it <laughs> cost 95% of the people or 99% of the people that get into Amway, they don't make I anything. I think the rest of them get rich. <laughs> yeah, the 1% are at the top. Uh, and, and that's not unusual, necessarily. You, you get into a lot of movements like that, so I'm not going to say that Amway is any different than, than a lot of other situations. But it was a multi-level thing, and uh, it was a legal one, not an illegal one. Uh, but I, I got a, a lot out of that. I was excited, and it made me more outgoing, and I, I enjoyed it. I met a lot of uh, people that I appreciated being with, and, but then I dropped out of that, too. I needed the money, so I ended up getting a job. Yes, so you need to make went some money, on from so there. Got it <laughs> right, right. Isn't that something? <laughs> and uh, and then I got into concept therapy, which was a philosophy. Uh, it was theology. It was science. It was a combination. They they had the perfect formula, right? Right. You know. And so, hey, if you just get this law and this principle, and 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 you have this understanding and these secrets of life. Mm -hmm. You'll have it made. And uh, I was in that for a while. And everybody was saying, oh, you know, Victor got into this uh, Amway thing, and he dropped out, right? And, well, I should, I should hold back on that. I got into this concept therapy thing, and I was excited because I thought I, I had all the enlightenment in the world now. I mean, these dumb, dumb Christians and dumb uh, church people and dumb <laughs> Catholics and Damn dumb woke. this. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, I've got the enlightenment here now. I've got the superiority, and they, they just don't see it. I've got, I've got the secrets of life. But it wasn't long before I was out of there, too. But what really brought me out of there was because uh, I was still searching for God. And I ended up, uh, a man shared scriptures with me, George, George Lynn, for several days. He came to my hometown, and the Lord had set everything up, the circumstances and the timing and the company and everything else. And uh, I ended up asking the Lord Jesus Christ to take over my life. I was in a desperate situation. And uh, I ended up being very excited when, when I was converted, when the Lord took a hold of my life. I was mm -hmm. just really excited. And... I started talking about the Lord instead of Amway and instead of concept therapy, right? Mm -hmm. and, and here's where the people would say to me, well, you know, he'll get over it. He, mm -hmm. he was in Amway, got all hyped mm -hmm. up, right, all excited, and then he dropped it. He was trying to get everybody into Amway, right? But he got, he just, he just left it. And then he got into concept therapy. Same thing, he was all excited about concept therapy. And, uh, uh, and, then, and then he dropped that. This this will this came and this will pass. This will mm -hmm. go just like the rest of it. That was in 1971, 72, 73, 73. And this is what, 2021, we're talking 48 years later. And here I am. No mm. more Amway, no more concept therapy, but Jesus Christ, wonderful. And it, and, and it only gets better. It goes through the valleys, goes through the rough stuff. You end up suffering, you end up hurt, you end up losing, you end up giving things up, divided from your friends, divided from all the family, everything. But it, despite all of that, you come out, you come out uh, powerful in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, established, um, reigning with him. You're actually ruling with him. 
Mm -hmm. It may not look like it, but you are. You have that confidence, you have that power, you have that, that, that security that everybody looks for. Mm -hmm. There's security only in Him. There's only security in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no security anywhere else. You show me somebody that's secure in anything they have. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the President of the United States. Wow, there's one right there right, that <laughs> he's anything but secure. Okay? Uh, I don't care if it's Donald Trump. How secure, how, how secure can he be within, with anything he has? Or how, what about any of the crime organizations? What about uh, Putin? What about uh, Islam? You're not differing crime organizations from Putin, are you? Well, that's another subject. But, um, yeah, you know. <laughs> um. uh, but, but, but you don't have security in anything else. You can't be secure as a doctor. You think, all right, I want to be healthy. I don't want to get sick, so I'll be a doctor. What does a doctor know about health? Mostly nothing. Isn't that amazing? A medical doctor. Oof. And, and with, Western, with, me, with Western medicine, they don't know anything. No, it's worse than that. It is worse they than know, that. They, knew, they know how to kill. Just don't let our family doctor know what I'm saying here. Right. <laughs> uh, um. We appreciate our, our family doctor, and they are there for a certain purpose, but they're not there to give you security. They're not there to save your life. They're not there to assure you of a good, peaceful life. They can't do that, and they know that. They know that, and nobody should blame them or criticize them for, for, for knowing that or for not being able to produce the goods. It's just mm -hmm. a fact of life. Mm -hmm. People are dying left and right in the hospitals with medical treatment, maybe the best in the world, whether it's the Mayo Clinic or whatever, mm -hmm. and, th and they die. They die, die, die. With, with Jesus Christ, you have security. He that believes on me shall never die. Now, isn't that something? And you're going to say, well, some of you are going to say, well, hey, look at all these people that believed on him. They're in their graves all these thousands of years. But they're not. But they're not. No, they're not in the Was graves. Elijah in his grave? I guess he would have been translated, but uh, Moses was buried. Yeah. He wasn't in his grave. But there's life after this physical right. realm. And this physical realm, security in this physical realm is not what it's all about. Right. People try to make it that. They're trying to build their home on a bridge. Right. This, this realm, this, this earthly realm is only a bridge right. into the next world. It's only a preparation. This is a preparation grounds for the life to come. Mm -hmm. It's only a crossover. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. But we like to try and gather and keep. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. Mm -hmm. It's totally impossible it's and yet everybody is, is doing everything. That, no, I can't say everybody, but a lot of people are trying to do all they can to grab all they can well, the whole to take with them. And they can't take it with them. And they know that they can't take it with them. They know that. The whole but they do it anyway. They try their hardest. Is to is to release. Amen. That's the whole purpose. You're saying yeah. everybody wants to gather and keep, and the number one lesson you need to learn in this lifetime let go. is to learn how to let it go. Yeah, yeah. Let go of your, you know, I, I can bring it back to my family. I can tell you that to, to just confront my mother and father, and, and not, not, I mean, by all accounts, anything I'm saying or writing down to them in the emails we've had afterwards will look like just vitriol. Right. And, and that's fine. 
But yeah, and that's another thing you have to let go of. You have to let go exactly. of your social image and, exactly. and acceptance among people. You have to let all that go because <laughs> exactly. it's going to go. If you right. have a genuine faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not a matter of church membership or religion. You're parting with the world. You're taking up the cross, right. which means everything is dead to you. And they'll see that. And, I and the world will not like it. Satan does not like anyone rescued from his kingdom. No kidding. And if you look at the correspondence, how perfectly true. Yeah, absolutely. Every, every possible whoredom and like, you know, qu quotes like, if life hasn't gone exactly how you wanted it to, you can give your life to Jesus. Right. And he'll set you right. Oh, wow. And I'm thinking, you're right. My life absolutely did not go as I expected it to because my expectations were this high and I got this much. <laughs> You know, right. I, I was raised in a family where you didn't expect anything. Yeah. I didn't have any expectations in life whatsoever. Guess what, Guess what son? Right. Life's not fair. Right, exactly. That's what they were telling you. And, and so you're... Which, which, which is condemning the Lord right there. Because he is life. He is life. When you say life's not fair, he is life, you're saying he isn't fair. That's right. And then ironically, my parents are, are pleading with me, telling me that I'm not being fair with them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's particularly fair of you to say these things. And I, yeah. you know, I, on one hand, I said, I said, I said, is this where I step in and I remind you that life's not yeah. fair? Yeah. And, and yet I am being perfectly fair with them. That's yeah. what's upsetting them. Yes. Is that I'm being perfectly yeah. fair with them. And, and you're not going about it the way that they would expect for sure. or, 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 or demand. Well, the, I mean, they're criminals. Or, so it's never going to go the way they expect or demand. Or the way that the uh, churches require, and require or teach, right? We're not very loving. But you know, they've I, they, they've literally set up a world where you know you, you wonder why there's so much child abuse and and sexual abuse and whatever in the churches. It, it it's because they've literally set up these churches as kingdoms, where once you mature as an adult, you can tyrannize those beneath you. Power corrupts. Power corrupts. And, and it's, oh no, you have to honor your mother and father. And how many times, oh, sweetie, you, you need to honor your mother. My mother would always say, oh no. Okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah, but you need to honor your mother. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, she has no honor for her husband whatsoever. And, and, and far less for the Lord. That's right. And, and yet. And you know what, Martin, that's where the line is wrong. Exactly. People have authority. God has given parents authority. He's given employers authority. He's given police authority, government authority. But when those people stop uh, honoring the authorities above them, yes, and ultimately God, right. that, that's, where, that's where I say they lose their right well, it, it's of authority. A, it's like a chain of command. Sure, sure it is. And so they, you know, if they're the parents, which means they have rulership over the children, if they've broken the link between them and God, then you're not, you're not, it's like you've broken the wire. You're not even receiving electricity. You can't possibly expect your children to receive anything from you. The line's broken. Yeah, that's right. So let's, let's, let's uh, use the illustration of a, of a chain, all right? So the chain breaks here, whether it's your parents or grandparents or whatever, the rest is broken away from the chain, the true authority, right? right. Okay. So if God decides to take a link from here, yes, 
and join it to himself. What does that what is that link down there, the disconnected one? What does it have to do with anything? And what are you gonna do if you if you stick to that link? Right. You're dead. That's You're finished. Right. You're cut off. It's like a, a, a branch getting cut off of this tree and grafted onto a new tree, and then what? The branch is gonna like try and attach itself also to the other tree go, and go be back attached to, the to two tree, tree. Right. You're you're part of one tree or the other. That's right. And that's why you're better off to be not called and to be called and refuse the Lord. Yes. Because you've actually been cut off of your earthly tree. Yeah. And then you're not even properly grafted onto your heavenly tree. Now you have no tree. Right. That's right. You've got nothing. Yeah. But uh, with with my parents, um, they have their their response has been. Um, I was saying with the churches, how they have this thing where they, they give power to all these parents to just dominate right. their children. And it's, and it's fear-mongering, and it's guilt, and it's manipulation, and a lot of times there's money involved. And, and I'm just, both of us, I would say, are, are it's like it's, you're, you're seeing this, that one of the greatest powers on the earth is parenthood. Absolutely. It's this, Absolutely. It's this horrible death grip. And, and when, they're not, when they're not submitting to the Lord, that means that they're evil. And then if they're evil... Rebellious. Yeah, and if, if they're evil, yeah. then anybody that's subject to them is going to be suffering that evil. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you're going to use the laws that the God that you do not acknowledge created... You're going to take his laws. You're going to take his laws, even way. though you don't acknowledge them. You don't keep them yourself. That's why that link is broken. Yeah. But you're going to use them as a, as a whip yeah. to beat your children. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. It is highly criminal. It's so it's criminal. satanic. Pure Satan. And, and my mother is, is, I said to her, and I can tell all of you, she is the whore of Babylon in the flesh. And I want to make a qualification here. We're not sitting here saying, hey, everybody, if you, if you cut yourself off from your mother and your father and turn, turn your back on them, that therefore you will be saved or you'll have a relationship with the Lord. That's not the way it works at all. We're not, we're not teaching rebellion against authority. We're not teaching rebellion against parents. We're not doing that. We're not, we're not teaching that parents are all wrong and you are all right. You have to repent. You have to come out of your sin. You have to turn to the Lord personally for yourself. That's what you have to do. When that happens and he receives you, then you'll know gradually, you'll learn, we had to learn, mm -hmm. you'll learn what you need to do, whether it's with your family, your parents, or mm -hmm. anybody else, you will learn. And you will learn, you will see the dark side and the light side. And this mm -hmm. is what I told somebody today, remember? Mm -hmm. You'll see the difference between light and darkness, between good and evil, between mm -hmm. truth and falsehood. You'll see that. Mm -hmm. And you'll have to continue to choose the right. Mm -hmm. That's what has to happen. And, and you know, in, in with, with the branches, we're not asking people to sever themselves from the tree they're on. Right. That's the Lord's work. Yeah. He's Amen. the orchardist. He comes along and, and cuts off. Yeah. So we're not asking anybody to try and grab a saw and lop themselves off a tree. So, right. that, so that you're on the ground and, and then you just presume that you're going to get picked up because you decided to cut yourself off? Right. That's not how it works. Right. But when the Lord cuts you off and calls you and puts you onto this tree, at that point, 
you're no longer part of that tree. That's right. It's not, it's not your source of life. That's right. And it's not who you need to be in agreement and submission to. And you'll know that. Exactly. You'll know that. You don't, you, won't, you, won't, you won't need Victor and Martin or anybody else to tell you right from wrong. The Lord, when he comes to separate you from, from the dead, from the old, from, from the darkness, you'll see. You'll know. Well, you're, He'll guide you. He says, I will guide you with my eye. Right? He'll take care of everything. He'll provide. Talk about security. He provides anything and everything you possibly need. Yeah. And it's like you know, you're you're you know the stink of death, and you're repulsed by it. Yeah. And the more you grow, the more you'll be able exactly. to see that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to become a different creature because if you're a if if you're a magpie. The stink of death is pretty appealing. Yeah, you're but right. But when, when you become a different creature, yeah. then it becomes repulsive. Yeah. And yeah. so that, that transition has to take place. Yeah. But, um, d despite my parents' accusations. And, and you know, I, I appreciate this whole circumstance with my parents because it, it's so cut and dried. It's so clear. Like they're, you know, and it's, I'm writing it's, to them it's in the dramatic. emails. Yeah. It's dramatic. I'm trying to write to them in the emails, um, and, and not because I'm trying to have a relationship with them, but because I'm not letting them off the hook with their bullcrap excuses. And, uh, um, but for them to accuse you of turning me against them, uh, when I left my house when I was 19 years old, even before I was 19, when I was 17, when I was 16, there was huge division and, and conflict with my family. And, and, you know, maybe they don't know the full extent of it because they only got to experience the times where I had the gumption or wherewithal to say something about mm -hmm. something yeah. or have some strength to fight back. But that conflict was there all along. I left my house knowing, I mean, and my father just declared to me, you know, well, son, I guess this is the end of our relationship. You know, that's what it was like leaving the house, what, five, six, seven years before I ever met you. And, uh, and of course, they, they try to blame Jeannie, my wife, because she saw how they were behaving and was like, we can't have anything to do with them. And so that conflict was there. And so even there, all their accusations, all of these things they're saying. And the reason why I'm not going to have a relationship with them again is really, really basic when it gets down to it. I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not some form of religious obedience right. that I'm trying to fulfill no. something. It's because I now see so clearly and fully and that the idea of having anything to do with them is just like, <laughs> I used a pretty, pretty uh, fun illustration in <laughs> that one email. Reading what they have to say is like gargling diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> That's about as graphic as, as yeah. I can put it. Yeah. But like my mother's letter there, it's like getting a fire hose of sewage in your face. It's yes. just it's just so I've never, you, you know, you says you, you, you called us. Yeah. And you said, Would you like to, to, to hear the worst thing you've ever heard? Is yes, that the way you put it? That's exactly that. It's the worst thing you've ever heard. And I thought, well, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he wants to read it to us or tell us. He says, I just got a letter from my mother. And to stop calling her that. And, yeah. And people, it was the worst thing I'd ever, ever read. It's the worst thing that 
we have people coming to the Path of Truth on a daily basis, cursing us, cursing us, <laughs> literally yeah. cursing us, and telling us we're 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 damn fools and we're satanic and and serving the devil and dividing Christianity and uh, just calling us all kinds of things, accusing us all, of all kinds of things, none of which we are guilty of. Okay, and uh, but but I can tell you right now, without without any hesitation. That letter was the worst thing I'd ever seen or heard. I've never, I've never seen anybody take a fire hose and and pour diarrhea all over you, pour sewage, pour sewage do, do all over want, you. I've never, I've never, I've never seen it that bad. I've seen, I've seen a lot of religious talk, right. a lot of religious crap. I've, I've seen a lot of it. I've heard a lot of it over the many years, but nothing like this. This, 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 this is, beats it all. It's the whore of Babylon hammered on her own wine. Oh, wow. No do, do we want to read some samples? And not because I want to make a big deal out of it, but because other people are going to experience variations on this. Especially if they're coming out of a religious background, yes. of course. This, only, is, the, only, this yeah. is the kind of stuff they're going to do. Jeannie, can you, can you help me? She's trying. She'll have it on her phone. Yeah. I'm too much of an old geezer to have email on my phone. So our motivation is what you know we're we're not trying to be uh, doing something to get at anybody or or, mm -hmm. or or get revenge or or whatever else but we want to warn people give them a heads up the lord didn't get into the details in the gospels but hey you know you're not going to get all the details in the gospels but he would have told people people just what to expect and the kind of things that they were going to be encountering he would have told them there would have been there would have been a lot of instruction let the dead bury the dead. Let the dead bury the dead. He, he that does not hate mother and father, right, is not worthy of me. Uh, he, he said all those things, but what I'm saying is that we've only got a touch of what things he did teach and, 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 mm -hmm. and, and uh, inform others of to warn them and to instruct them in what was coming. He knew what was coming. It happened with, uh, with, uh, throughout history with all the prophets. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So. All right, I'll, this will be rough. I'm just sitting here thinking about you and praying for you. I'm still trying to process why you would accuse us of such ugly things and attack us so vehemently when such a short time ago you showed us that you loved us and told us that you wanted restoration with us, which frankly isn't actually true i never said that i wanted restoration with them i simply right. apologized right. and right and and sincere cleaned up and it was sincere yes you know um but i i never said and now i think that maybe we can get along forever more right i, I always knew that wasn't going to happen yeah. um and said i i told you that i appreciated their upbringing which I didn't really say either. I said I appreciated some things. Um, even though, as I've said many times, I'd be the first to say that I've made many mistakes. Now, um, this is maybe a teaching moment right here. People will come and they will admit to you. Your parents will say, oh, I'm sure I made many mistakes. Oh, yeah, there's lots of things I would have done differently. But until somebody says to you, you remember that one time when you were 16 years old and... I told you this, and you were upset with me, and I just bore over you and had my way. I realize now that I was just being selfish, you know? And, and until a parent or anybody really 
can come to you with a specific something or other and say, I see how in that situation I just totally, I should have done this, you were saying this, and I just totally blew you off and I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. The only way parents or anybody else can ever say something like that is if the Lord has taken a hold of them. Right. I don't see it happening by any unregenerate person. Right. I, I just don't see it happening by anybody that hasn't been reconciled to God. Correct. I can't, whether it's parents or whatever. So. It's, it's just totally out of their nature. Right. Yeah. And, and to be, I'm, I'm not saying that if you're in this situation that you should be expecting genuine specific apologies from people. Just know not to be fooled by general ones. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't think they're being genuine when they say, oh, I'm sure I made many mistakes. That, that's just a virtue to signal. That's just be like, I'm sure so humble. Yeah. And you'll see that coming yeah. up here. Yeah. Um, y you showed us such wonderful hospitality when we were there last fall. And we did. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And we did. This is one of my favorites. That's true. Yeah, very undeserved, charitable. Um, how about this one here, the next line? Even Victor tried to show hospitality to us. I Whoa! Yeah, where did that come? Even Victor, even that asshole yeah, yeah. tried to show some hospitality yeah, to us. Yeah, that's the, the implication. There. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. why would you use the word even Victor? And I didn't try. Right. I exactly. did it. Yeah, you did it. Exactly. <laughs> even Victor tried to show hospitality to us, and we thought him sincere. Love believes the best about people, so we believed you. Yeah, because I'm Talk such a loving... Talk about contradiction right there. Right. right. Was she believing the, the best of me right now? Right. Yes, exactly. As she writes? Was it all a lie? It appears that way to us. Yeah, so we're lying to them. Right. Yeah. What happened between then and now that you now speak and perpetrate such ugliness about and towards us? Can you help? I now do understand, and I'm going to use some darker voices here because this is, this is where the, the evil comes out. I now do understand that Victor doesn't want us in your life by the way he egged you on in the video. He wanted you to paint us in uglier and uglier. It was such a dark video. No light shining there. That must tell your heart something. Have a listen to it yourself and see if in the end you feel the light of Jesus shining on you. Yeah. There's the demons coming. That's right. Absolutely. For sure. Golems in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Victor should have listened to his conscience, which was urging him to stop. Which is... <laughs> nonsense. But he just kept egging you on in your accusation. Wow. I feel sorry and sadness for him. I feel sorry and sad that you would be urged to do evil by a, and, and here's how you know you're dealing with a devil, by a mere man. And, and everyone who's ever had a, a dark, any, any of the powerful devils that have come out yeah. of the woodworks have called Victor a mere man, a tiny man, a small man, a yeah. little man, yeah. all of them. Yeah, that's a remarkable thing. That's the common. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the thing is, I am a mere man. Right. Right? I'm not God. Right. But God is with me. Exactly. And that's what they don't like. Right. And they're trying to say that you're only the tininess of your humanity. Right. And they're denying all the spiritual power that dwells within you. Yes. Which is the same thing they did to Jesus Christ. Absolutely. They, Victor, uh, Jesus Christ was just a mere man. 
So son, why of, do they son of Joseph. Who yeah. does he think he is? Yeah, bastard child. Yeah, yeah, bastard child. You, we were not born out of fornication. Right. Suggesting he was. Right. After all, Mary was a virgin when she had a child. Right. And so, so you know, you, you, you look at that, right? Imagine people saying that about Jesus. Oh, I feel sorry and sad that you'd be urged to do these things because a mere man told you to. Right. You're just going to obey a mere man? Yeah. And wasn't he requiring that his disciples obey him? 100 <laughs> percent. That's right. Otherwise they wouldn't have been disciples. That's right. But he was just a mere man. Obeying him to the death. Exactly. Take up your cross. Yes. They'll kill you. And the disciples, most of them didn't make it. That's right. They did to the death. Yeah. To a mere man. Yeah. That's right. That's the blasphemy. They deny that Jesus Christ comes in the flesh. Amen. I don't get that Victor wants to show himself to, I don't know. I'm sorry, her, her language is quick and the grammar's poor. Uh, I don't get why Victor wants to show himself to be my enemy. Was he a fake back in October? I don't understand why he wants to crush any Christian love you might have for us. There's the whore again. Unless he wants you to follow him alone in a cult of his own making, then I would understand because the enemy is never happy until he has you heart and soul. I will pray for Victor's heart and soul. And meanwhile, they're the ones trying to possess my heart and soul. They're the ones trying to put their and, and, claws and in. And do you really believe her when she says she's going to pray for me? Absolutely not. She'll pray the Lord destroys you. Yeah. She'll curse you. Sure. But she doesn't, I mean, yeah. Who she Isn't that right? To? Isn't that right, Bonita? For Have sure. you've been praying for me? Really? Yeah, no kidding. Otherwise, why would she be saying things like, even Victor? Yeah. Why the contempt? Who prays for people that they hold in contempt? Yeah. And why would you ask the Lord to bless somebody who is his enemy? David didn't yeah. go blessing his enemies. No, he didn't. And that's not what the Lord was talking about either. Right. When he was talking about blessing your enemies. I don't believe that he was talking about blessing enemies of the Lord. That's right. He was talking about people that you run into conflict in your life. That's right. You're in the workplace and there's somebody you just can't get along with. That's right. You, 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 you get your... Was he blessing the Pharisees? Right. And the scribes? He said, woe to you, woe to you. Yeah. you vipers, was he blessing you them? Whitewashed tombs? Yeah. Do you think he was spending nights on the mountain praying for the Pharisees? Right. And the scribes? For sure. If, if he was they'd be saved. Exactly. Because he would be praying prayers that his father would be pleased with and would have answered. And he didn't answer them. Right. They were all destroyed. Within 40 years from the time that the Lord left the earth, everything was wiped out. And, and many people forget that. They say, well, Jesus Christ even prayed for the Pharisees and said, forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. Well, that was a prophetic forgiveness because yeah. those same Pharisees got butchered with their families and their babies 40 years later. Yeah. So were they forgiven right then and there? Right. That's right. Is that forgiveness? That's right. When, when, he, when he says that I would have gathered you, Jerusalem, but you would not? Right. Therefore. Therefore. Your house is left unto you desolate. Right. So there was no forgiveness right then and there. Yeah. The Lord was, the Lord, Jesus was praying prophetically for the, the future of Israel, for the future of the Lord's people. Yeah. Yeah. the Jews. Yeah. They were forgiven, yeah. but the, the, they had to be annihilated and dispersed and persecuted to this very day. 
It's only now that they're beginning to taste some semblance of the forgiveness that Jesus Christ prayed for, and even and having their land back. Right. And maybe there's a point to be made for forgiving those who know not what they do. Right. How about those who do? Well, he didn't, he didn't have any prayer of forgiveness for Judas, did he? He, he sure said it would be better if he wasn't born. That's right. That's right. Because he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He betrayed. Jesus said to him, that which you do, go and do quickly. Right. And Judas knew what he was doing. Right. And right after he did it, he says, I've betrayed innocent blood. Right. So was Jesus, when he, on the cross, was he talking about forgiving those who knew what they were doing? No. Or only those who didn't know what they were doing? Because they weren't doing it with evil intent. Right. And they, and they had to be doing it. They had to sacrifice him. Yeah. It had to happen. That's right. That's right. For the, for the sins of the whole world. Right. Yeah. So this idea of praying for your enemies and, and blessing those who, who hate you, it, it, it's talking about not, not being vengeful in your attitude in your daily relationships with people. And, and you're, you end up in competitions and conflict with people at work or, right. or you know, we, we know a woman who'll do nothing but fight with her upstairs roommate. Right. I'm sure she'll be watching this. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what it's referring to, a relationship like that. Where you end up in conflict with somebody, you just can't get along, well, get over yourself and, right. and start having some forgiveness and decency and love for your neighbor. Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. It's that's referring right. to those situations. It's not talking about satanic... Uh, blasphemers coming in and trying to rip your soul from you and then you're going to turn around and bless them and this woman the one that was uh, which one can I start with uh, well why don't you just use names it doesn't even matter yeah well you know uh, Jennifer professes faith right so the thing that she should have done there, would have done as a, as a true believer, right. is to forgive the person that she was having conflict with. Right. And the woman that she was having conflict with was doing great things. We saw the yard. Mm -hmm. She was fixing things up, cleaning things up. But it wasn't according to Jennifer's liking. Mm -hmm. And she just went to battle with her and yeah. condemned her. And, and the woman is, is not about to take any crap from anybody. So a battle right. it will be. She's right. a rough woman. That's right. He gave her a walking stick and she talked about beating people with it three yeah. or four times. <laughs> she's, not somebody you, she's not somebody you go and scrap with. So right. there's conflict, but yeah. you, can, you can resolve those kinds of conflicts by, by loving your enemies, by blessing them. And, yeah. and, but yeah. but it's, it, yeah. that is certainly not a scripture talking about, well, if the Catholic Church is your enemy, I guess we should be blessing the Catholic Church right. now. Right. Like, it's not referring to that right. kind of stuff. Satan's our enemy too, isn't he? Right. I don't, I don't see us blessing him. That's right. So. That's right. Anyway, that's a, a sidetrack from this. Yeah. Um, Related, but I guess it's connected to the main path one way or another. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why you and Jeannie can switch from love to hatred so easily when you profess to love the Lord and follow him as Lord of your life. Well, the Lord called everybody to switch their conduct from love of their parents to hatred of their parents. Switch allegiance. Yeah, and it's not, hating your parents isn't about being like, oh, those stupid so-and-sos. It's just about developing a repugnance for the stench of death. If you're, if you're following the Lord and, if you're, and, and your parents aren't, if they're in darkness and they're teaching darkness 
and and in this case here enforcing and requiring darkness right how can you do anything but hate that yeah and and truly yeah. being around them you know they were here they visited and and i i did i i honored them in as much as i knew how to i tolerated things that would normally have made me quite annoyed mm -hmm. and was patient with some single track mindness on their part particularly my father let, uh, let me go ahead let me also say that uh, a lot of people millions if not billions have this notion that christians are supposed to be nice mm -hmm. right that that's the duty of a christian is to be nice and and loving and friendly and kind and forgiving and a doormat f for you to wipe your feet on that's that's what they teach there they won't practice it themselves they won't do that mm -hmm. but they expect that Christians should be like that and especially if they're if they're relating to these people that are accusing of cr uh, Christians of what they should be doing mm -hmm. or how they should be doing it uh, but but that's not what Christian love is all about not even close it's not even close it's, it's actually the exact opposite it is that niceness is. is the counterfeit of Christian love that's that's Satan it's, it's his, the horror. His, his last stronghold. Right. False love. His, his last stronghold is the harlot. We, we, have, we have a paper on that at the Path of Truth. That's a great paper. A stronghold. Yeah. His, False his love, Satan's last stronghold. Yes. That's a great yeah. paper. Yeah. Um, but uh, his, his last, his last, you know, because he's, he's had his kingdoms of tyranny. He's had the Catholic Church just ruling the world with cruelty and iron. And, and butchery and torture and rape yep. and all the yep. darkness. Yeah. And and the last stronghold is his whore. Yes. And and she's just oh no you, come on we love you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why don't you come home with me? Yeah. We're gonna make everything okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And and you'll hear that coming through in this. Um, Proverbs chapter seven. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then here's here's a really here's a really cliche one here that you're going to hear. Um, particularly, you're going to get accused of this if you start reading a lot of Victor's papers at the Path of Truth. A really common one for your family is to be like, "Well, so are, are you making sure to read the Word of God? Are you taking the time? Or are you just like I know? So you want to read some of this stuff, but are you taking time personally to read the Word of God?" And they'll immediately start getting in there and be like, well, you need to spend time in the Word and in prayer. And, and, and not so far. And can you imagine telling that Ethiopian guy? Right. You, you really need to just spend more time Ethiopian in prayer and reading this. And he's like, <laughs> I got nobody to explain this to me. What good is this to me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in this I can't book. understand this unless I have some man to ex explain it to me. And what, about, and what is my, my site all about? Right. Except the, for word explaining of God, the word of the God. Word of God the for word sure. of God, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. Go in there. And and you don't get more than half a page without substantiation from yeah. the word of God. Yeah. And uh, so you're going to get that one. Are you neglecting time in prayer with your Lord? I know from experience that if you neglect uh, the reading of the word in prayer, that love will dwindle and grow cool as it pertains to following Christ. And, and Martin, you're not just putting on a, an intonation there that you're making up of your own. You've no. Heard, you've heard it. Oh, this is, I'm, I'm 
I've heard it for many, many years. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know what? It's, in fact, when she says it, it's exactly that patronizing. I couldn't even do it good enough. Right. It's just this really yeah. condescending, patronizing, self-righteous whorishness. Yeah. Um, yeah, life and love becomes drudgery and the light grows dim. But the good news is that God is always faithful and he will preserve his own by his power and gracious loving kindness. Turn to him. He will turn your heart towards himself. I will pray that the Lord who created you will preserve you by his loving grace and Holy Spirit. Listen to him. Hear his voice in his word. He will move. Because what she's saying here is you don't listen to Victor. Go, go, have, have your own relationship with the Lord. And I'm not saying that I don't or that it isn't true. Right. But it's, this is all just like, right, and, and you do notice that, right? She says, uh, um, Jeannie just pointed that out. Uh, where did I, come on now. Are you neglecting time in prayer with your Lord? Not the Lord. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Hear his voice in his word. He will move your heart to love. He's calling you to love him and remain true to him. Yeah, we know. So the horse has all kinds of true things. Yes. That's what absolutely. she does. She knows how to do it. But what you'll often notice, just, just to be prepared, is that what you'll find here, if you're listening, is that it's just a whole bunch of religiousisms. Yes. Just a bunch of religious phrases all kind of <laughs> stuck yeah. together in a big goulash. Yeah. And, uh... You called it something else. Well, yeah. <laughs> Diarrhea. Um, That's what it is. It's after you eat the goulash. <laughs> um, and then, and then let's, let's just get right down to it. So if you thought that I was uh, reading into this too much that she doesn't like Victor. Let's, let's move on here. Right out of nowhere here. You don't owe Victor your life, though it seems he takes it for himself. I'm sorry, we need a fly swatter. Um, you don't owe Victor your life, though he seems to take it for himself. You live on his land and he gives you power over it, but he is not your God. I am, is what she's saying. Right, it's gotta be, it's gotta be her way or the highway. There you go. I'll stand guard here. Thank you. Uh, Jesus owns you and loves you completely. And what I noticed here is that if you just replace Jesus and God with Satan, you will hear exactly what my mother is saying. Yes. The whole way through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It, Victor's not your God. Satan owns you and loves you completely, no matter what anyone has done to you or even for you. So, so think about that. If she, she's saying here, Jesus owns you and loves you completely, no matter what anyone has done to you or even for you. Now, what on earth does that mean? What if I told you, Victor, Jesus loves you no matter what anyone's done for you? What would it matter what somebody has done for you? If somebody's done some good for you, I mean, if they're, if they're not doing good, it's not for you, it's against you. So Jesus loves you no matter what kind of good things people do for you. Yeah. It's, it's a drunkenness. Like there's not, it's just sounding religious, so she's just dumping it onto the paper. Yeah. She's just being wordy. Yeah. And she's not that bright. Yeah, yeah. So much of this is, is just 
spewing out of her mouth. Um, uh, people on this earth have no control over your life. And there is Satan talking, right? What if there were a prophet walking the earth? Can you imagine the Israelites saying to each other, right? Uh, people on this earth have no control over your life. And they're like, well, I'm, I, doesn't Moses over here? Doesn't he have some control around here? Isn't yeah. he ruling this whole situation here? Don't the people who defy him end up in a hole in the ground? <laughs> yeah. Their families being torched with fire? Yeah. What about King David? That's right. What about the Apostle Paul? He had no control. He had right. no authority. Right. What she's saying here is there are no godly authorities on this earth that you need to submit what to. What saying? God is in control. Yes. Are you giving him your life? Satan's in control. Are you yeah. giving him your life? Don't listen yeah. to people. Listen to Satan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> totally. These are parents yes. speaking. And then we get a good if. So you heard all the things in the last video, all the, the <laughs> selfish bullcrap from my parents. And then I get this. If I have not been a good mother for you, if, absolutely has not been, if I have not been a good mother for you, Jesus can set that right. If life has not treated you as you would have liked it to, you can give your life to Jesus and he will set it right. Are you, it's like these motivational guys, right, that are trying to, has life got you down? Have yeah. things not gone the way you thought they would? Yeah. You know, we can help with that. Yeah. You know, that's how all these cults come around and start taking advantage of exactly. people. Do you feel rejected by us like you've never fit in before? Right. Just give your life to Jesus with right. us. Here, just pray to our God. The Mormons do it. Yeah. All the cults do it. Yeah. And this is my mother. Yeah. It's a total cult. Yeah. And, and, and of course, she's accusing us, but that goes without saying. Yeah. Um, give your life to the Lord of your life. He is your life preserver. You can survive anything by trusting in him alone. Spend time reading his word and in prayer. Pray as you work and live your life. Jesus was in communion constantly with his Father in heaven, even as he walked on this sinful earth. Jesus, the Christ, suffered on earth for your and our sake. He endured being forsaken by his Father so that we never need to experience forsakenness by him. Which, how is that related to anything that I said in the video? You know, and that's what you'll notice. You'll, you'll confront your parents, you'll confront people in your life, you'll have disagreement with them about the specific things that they did. And rather than saying, well, I think you misunderstood that. In that situation, what I meant to do was this, or what I was saying was that. They have no defense. They have no desire to even explain away my perception of it, to help relieve some of my torment. Right. Right? Not that I'm tormented, but um, instead, they start telling you that... Uh, Jesus suffered on earth for your and our sake, and he endured being forsaken by his Father. Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? If they just start dumping religious preaching on you, and you're supposed to just be like, oh, wow, these, I guess she's righteous if she's going to say all this stuff. And yet it's just a total dismissal, backhand dismissal of everything I had to say. Yeah. No addressing of anything. And, and the, something I'd like to say here is that you talk about the torment, right? Mm -hmm. You had torment. You had great torment. With oh, them, for sure. With them. And the Lord took a hold of your life yes. and started to remove that torment. Right. And right now you're in anything but torment. For you're sure. Not <laughs> now you are with indignation of the Lord Amen. And, and addressing them for their wickedness, their hypocrisy. Yes. We, we did uh, extend that, that, that uh, 
hospitality, right. uh, uh, moves of reconciliation, uh, patience, kindness, and they threw it all and away. And they would not. They would not. They would not. And, and they think they're being just so loving and everything. And now was we're so hypocritical. Fine. We were only pretending then. Right. You see, that's what they're saying. Right. Liars, just straight out liars. And just think, just think. If we're reconciled, if we're reconciled, if there's agreement with us, and I bring up all these things. If, if they were reconciled to me, if they were sorry for... I, I apologize for the things I did to them. Yes. So if there's any you kind of... You have the letter. You've got their letter yes. on record. If, I, if there's any reconciliation between us, then why hearing all these things would they not apologize? Right. Why would That's they right. instead do this? Yeah. In other words... Oh. In other words... You've exposed They're them. the liars. Yeah. They're the ones that came here fraudulently pretending to be reconciled. Exactly. While they weren't in the least bit repentant for any of this exactly. crap. Exactly. And yet they accuse me of hypocrisy. Yeah. Well, Jesus suffered the contradiction of sinners. Exactly. The very things that his accusers were guilty of, that's what they accused him of. But, you know, we don't have to suffer that contradiction anymore. That's right. Amen. We get, we get to wash our feet in the blood of our enemies. Amen. And that's what's happening Amen. here. Amen. Amen. For sure. Yeah. Um, Psalm 126. Yeah. And, and there's another passage there as well. So he died to take upon himself what we rightly deserved, and then he arose to bring us back to life with him. As if I don't know these things. Yeah. Just totally patronizing yeah. me. Yeah. You don't understand. Maybe I need to repeat all of the religious things we said to you. Right. It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, he offered his children his Holy Spirit so that we would never be alone and so we would always have his counsel with us. He gave us his holy words of life to teach and encourage us on our journey and so that we might come to him, know him truly. He gave us his presence and love to surround us always. Who has known such love? We have, we have, though we are completely undeserving. Encourage your children with these words, Martin and Jeannie. And she's always accusing us of not raising our children. Ever since we first had kids and she would come over, she would test them with little like random Bible trivia to yeah. see if we were indoctrinating our children yeah. with Bible stories before they could even understand what was going on. Yeah. You know, are you reading them the Bible stories? Are you, yeah. are you? Yeah. yeah. And what good did it ever do me? You indoctrinated your children and all they did was go around and fornicate and steal and lie and and destroy and yeah. and and yeah. and vandalize buildings under construction and yeah. and then even after being caught stealing I never even mentioned this even after my brothers were caught stealing and they had to go to the you know and bring all the stuff back and buy mom the swish out or the, the the you know red lobster crap even after all that a week later Chris goes to like basically sentenced to go help some old guy in the church do some work to make up for his stealing. So he has to go help, you know, they were like, you better, you can go work if you're going to steal stuff. And he steals the guy's pellet gun, gets a ride home from the old man with the guy's pellet gun down his pants, takes it home, and, and I have to tell my parents again, oh yeah, Chris and Julian, they went off to the, the, the hardware store on their bicycles to get pellets because they stole some guy's gun. And then my brothers hated me again. And your parents wouldn't do yeah. anything about it. So where the hell did all those stupid Bible stories get all of right. us? Yeah. Didn't mean anything. Or her prayers. Or her prayers. Didn't do anything, didn't mean anything. Yeah. So, um, so she's encouraging, my, to teach, teach these words to your children. You all need the truth that Jesus Christ gave you. Surrender to his love. Can you imagine? It's just a whore. 
Surrender to my love. A straight out slut. Yes, absolutely. If Victor refuses the truth, leave him. So you get these passages here with like love interspersed with these like demonic outbursts of hating you. Right? A little bit of sappy stuff. You don't know Victor your life. A little bit of sappy stuff. If Victor refuses the truth, leave him. Walk away is what she's saying. You don't need him if he wants to live his lie. Don't live in his lie with him. Victor wants to be his own God. I saw that in the video. It was so ugly. Blackness was there. He didn't care. He was in control. He thought he so badly needs to be saved from himself. I will pray. <laughs> Submit to Christ the King and love him alone. Again, Satan. Yes. Submit to Satan and love him alone. You don't listen to Victor. Yeah. That's another Jesus she's preaching. Exactly. The Lord loves you both as one together under his grace. Do you ever encourage each other with those words? Do you ever come before the awesome throne of God together in prayer? The legacy and life that God has in store for you is so much more than you can think or imagine. That's true. Yeah. You belong to Christ, your king, body and soul. That's true. He will be faithful to you no matter your sin. Right. Didn't, didn't, didn't get too far with that one. He will be faithful to you no matter your sin. Right. How about blasphemy yeah. against the Holy Spirit that is never forgiven? Yeah. Spoken. Spoken. Like a Because that's what she's doing. Yes. That's what she's doing. Puking in God's face. Yes. And this is, this is spoken like a whore. Yeah. Who treated her husband exactly this way her yeah. whole marriage. Yeah. My husband loves me no matter my sin. Right. Right. I can do anything and he loves me anyway. Yeah. She's, she's, she's talking about something that's so dark and corrupt here. Hmm. This, this is the ultimate lie of Satan. Hmm. God will love you no matter your sin. Bullshit. There's nothing in the scripture vaguely close to that. Nothing at all. The Lord it's says, very because opposite. you broke my covenant, I break my covenant with you. That's right. Because you don't love me, now I don't love you. Yeah. What kind of person has to be subjected? How, how little dignity does Jesus Christ have that he'll continue to love a wife that continues to whore out to other gods, to other people, to other men. Look what he did to Israel. Yeah. When he right. when he compared Israel to a slut. That's right. And look what he did with that's him right. after that. That's right. Anything but love. Yeah. He he sent them yeah. to, to eat their own children and have their that's right. children ripped out of their wombs and butchered and left in the streets that's and right. eaten by dogs. That's what happened. But Jesus and, and, and they were warned that that would happen if yes. they did stray away from him. They yes. were warned. Way ahead. Deuteronomy 28 says, if you do this, here's the way things will go. If you do that, here's the way things will go. It was all laid out. Mm -hmm. So, on one hand, she says, he'll be faithful to you no matter your sin. Just turn to him in faith. Then she says, with an exclamation mark, your life depends on it. Why? If he loves me no matter my sin... Why does my life depend on it? I can do whatever I want, just like yeah. all the Calvinists do. Yeah, yeah. What's the big deal? That's the Calvinist doctrine. But the Calvinist doctrine also says we're going to burn in hell. So that's, that's right. why she's adding this in here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I can, I, I can be loved by God no matter my sin. Right. But you're going to burn in hell. Yeah. Um, in humility and godly sorrow over sin, profess him to be your Lord and Savior. 
I do that all the time. And though I don't deserve his love by anything I try to do, even for him, yet he remains faithful to me and preserves me in his undying love and watchful care. That's a good, that's a good point, Jeannie. That's a good point. If she does it all the time, and the Lord's so faithful to her and preserves her in his undying love and watchful care, then why are you on antidepressants? Why can't you even feel good without getting drugged by the establishment? Why is your life not worth living? Why are you so depressed if Jesus has got his watchful care on you? Yeah. It's a different kind of Jesus that will at least get you high if you're feeling bad, I guess. Yeah. So, um, I'm assured of this as I read his word. He is your savior and king, your solace, your everything. He will cleanse you and enable you to follow him when you ask him in faith. It's all generally true. I pray for you always. That's my greatest gift to you. I have no idea how to keep you happy by what I do or don't do. I'm totally insecure about that. Not true. If she was insecure about whether or not I loved her, I think I would have seen something other than the behavior I got. That was a woman who was absolutely secure that her children would love her no matter what the hell she did. Because she thinks that her children are just like Jesus. They'll love her no matter her sin. Yeah. And, and I can tell you that I do not love my mother no matter her sin. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Um, uh, I'm totally insecure. And now, especially after listening to your dark video, I shouldn't have listened to it. But I wanted to hear you out so I could understand. But I was only left in the dark night of accusations, which is Satan's best tool. But I am secure in Christ because he keeps me that way. I'm always learning more and more not to fear men, but only to fear God. And I'm an adult believer. I have nobody to blame for any insecurity I might have but myself. I alone take responsibility for my sin. Really, I don't see any taking of responsibility for her sin of any kind, ever. Obviously not. Pardon? Yeah, exactly. You take responsibility for your sin? How come you haven't named one yet? Yeah. Yeah. an adult believer, I don't know, it's a claim. She's basically saying, I, because I'm so grown up and mature, I can't, I can't blame other people for my insecurities like you're trying to do. I have to take responsibility because I'm a big yeah. girl. Yeah. I profess Christ as Lord of my life. And with all my failings, which she won't name, I follow him. And he protects me from all evil, like depression. Doesn't yeah. seem to be doing that. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be protecting her husband from Parkinson's. No kidding. Yeah deteriorating for sure over the years and what about and what about the rest of the family all that has happened with for sure what about the the cancer twice and the car accidents they're all living under god's wrath and they don't know it and they think they're doing just fine i've personally seen two of her own children running around on fire yeah in flames running around having to be like knocked over and have the flames (laughs) extinguished but jesus christ protects her from all evil right um He helps me to love my neighbor, or he protects me from all evil and helps me more and more to hold tight to his hand. He helps me to love my neighbor even when my neighbor doesn't love me. He helps me to pray for my enemies when they choose to be so. He heals my hurt and my brokenness when I turn to him, and when I do, I find he's always right beside me. More and more I turn to him, and more and more I understand that he is always there. One day I will shed this sinful body completely and be with my Lord in glory. T. 
Until then, without his will, not even a hair can fall from my head without his will. I trust him completely. She's bald. Right. <laughs> I hope and pray that you learn to trust him too and follow his truth words. I don't know where she's coming up with this stuff. She must have been reading some religious stuff since I last talked to her. Daily devotionals. Yeah, daily devotionals, truth words. You never hear the word in the Bible, truth words. And, and yeah, so. And walk in his wonderful way, even better than I do. Just. She's, she's, she's reading material from professional truth, uh, uh, from professional uh, virtue words. signalers. Yes, exactly. Just know that Christ is your life. Even when you have nothing on earth to show for. That's why we're speaking the way we're speaking, because we know that Christ is our life. Exactly. That's exactly why we're saying what we're saying. Exactly. We stand before him with empty hands, and yet he fills us with his love. Believe in his name and know a relationship with him. How do you know a relationship with him? It's just making stuff up. Life won't be easy when you follow Jesus, but it will be worth everything. Because Jesus, the sinless Christ, sacrificed his life to save you forever, for himself and for his glory. All my love, unconditionally, Mom. Now, here's an interesting thing, okay? Unconditionally. Here's, here's an interesting point. Um, did the law of Moses preach unconditional love for children? Or, or when and children came and cursed their parents, like they're accusing me of doing, didn't we just get stoned to death? Yeah. yeah. Didn't we get dragged outside the camp and killed by the community? Yeah. So what's she doing promising me unconditional love? If I'm, if I'm calling the God that you're serving Satan himself, and if I'm saying that I want your Jesus to be destroyed and forever no more, then what are they doing loving me? How can they possibly right. want right. to have anything yeah. to do with me? Mm -hmm. right. Your sacraments, they're, they're, they're satanic right. rituals. Right. Your feast days are abhorrent. All of this is religious diarrhea, pure evil. Yeah, and, and, and they talk about how in the Old Testament it was the law, the New Testament is grace. Right. But what did Jesus say about Moses? who represented the law. It says that the law came by Moses, right? Jesus said, he spoke of me. Right. So it's a law. Moses was testifying of the Lord Jesus Christ. The law itself testified of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It is him. Amen. He is the law. Amen. And, yeah. and when he came, you know, you, you have the law and it's the written law and then you try to keep the law and you're reading it like all the Jews and they're like, okay, right. so no milk with our hamburger, no cheeseburgers. <laughs> and everybody's yeah. in there sitting, oh, okay. And then Jesus Christ comes and he says, let me, let me eliminate all the confusion about the law. And he right. goes through all the laws and all right. the situations, adultery and this, that and the other and, and the Sabbath. He raises the bar. And yeah, and, and, and he clarifies everything. And they're like, well, you can't work on this. You can't heal people on the Sabbath. Right. And he says, well, is it good to do, is, is it better to do good on the Sabbath or evil? And he stopped everybody in their tracks and clarified all the points of the law. Yes. Like, don't take the law and do this with it. This is what the law meant. This is what it's for. He, he, he is the fulfillment, the demonstration of the perfect keeping of the law. To eliminate all confusion and religiosity about mm -hmm. the law. Yeah. Because you look at the law, and if you're trying to just understand it and interpret it and apply it, you'll end up religious. So he came to free us from religiosity. That's right. To free us from being like, um, can we heal? Can we help that animal on the Sabbath? I mean, technically, we, that's work. And, yeah. and he yeah. came 
Yeah. And he said, who of you, if you had a donkey in a pit, wouldn't help him out on the Sabbath? What's your, what's your motivation? Exactly. Who are you serving? And so he came and, and rightfully contradicted people's understanding of the law to demonstrate the original spirit of the law. Mm -hmm. And so how on earth can you possibly say that when he came, that law was no more? When he came, that law was finally explained, elucidated. Yeah. It was finally, yeah. clearly shown and by example. And crucified him for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 you're, you guys, you're, your idea of what the law says is ridiculous. Yeah. You want to know what the law means? Look what I'm doing. I yeah. am the fulfillment of the law. You yeah. do things my way. Amen. This is what the Lord had in mind Amen. when he gave you that law. And they were like, no way. We've been using the law to get our own way around here. We've been using the law to have tyranny. We've been using the law to make money in the temple. That's right. We've got a lot of stuff riding on our version of the law. That's right. And we cannot have your and law our invading. our application of the law. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. referred to it as their law. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he came, and, and that's what we're saying about parents. They come, and they take that law, just like the Pharisees, and they use it to get their own way with their children. Yeah. And they can be manipulative, they can put guilt trips on their children, they can offer them up to get abused and, and, and damaged by other people and, and make no apology for it. They can do whatever the hell they want. And, and then, but, but God says you have to honor mother and father. Right. So you can't talk to us that way. Oh no, you, oh no, that's, uh, you can't talk like that because you need to honor your mother. And, and that gives them a, 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 and that's what the Pharisees were doing. And Jesus rightly pointed out their hypocrisy yeah. and they killed him for it. Yeah. And that's exactly what my parents are trying to do to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm saying, woe to you, you did this. Woe to you, you did that. And they come in and they're just like, mm, no, but we can kill you. And they would. The, the uh, tree of life was the life of the law. Yes. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was the death of the law. Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a, a Satan, Satan comes to use the law. He comes to use the literal law of God to use against you, to part you from God. You know, and, and one of the interesting things that we've experienced about uh, letters is that, you know, you like a letter because you can write to somebody and you have it on record. Right. And, and that's nice, but here's the, here's the weakness of a letter, is that people just read into it Right. And start concluding things about it that are inaccurate. If you don't have the tree of life. Right. And so it, it's like the tree of life is the spirit of the law. Yeah. And the tree of knowledge is the letter of the law. Yeah. And the tree of knowledge is... And they, they, they both look alike. And the tree well, is true and accurate. Alike. Yeah. And, and if you... That's right. It's if, the knowledge of good and evil. God put it there. Yes. And yeah. if, you, if you have the tree of life, then you can appreciate and apply the tree of knowledge. Amen. You can yeah. look at it and be like, yes, I understand that this written version of the law is the tree of knowledge. But because I have life, this tree of knowledge is not dead. It's not diseased. It's yeah. not broken. Yeah. But if all you have is the tree of knowledge, which is just the Bible, the written yeah. word, all the yeah. laws, yeah. and you don't have any understanding of what's written there, then look out. Bloodshed is coming. And you live in fear. And you live in fear and confusion and darkness. Impotence. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then they, they, people rest it for their own convenience and they try to find their salvation in it and they completely reject the one who comes. Yeah. And, and 
um, what was I? Uh, I was just I was talking with Jeannie and said, you know, if if my brother Chris had come, and he had said all the things that I was saying, and and he even took these things about the Sabbath and these truths, and he presented it as a reformation of what they had, things that they should consider and maybe introduce into their church so that they could be more enlightened people, mm -hmm. there would have been reception of it. Mm. But the number one thing all of them had to say was, you're just listening to Victor. You're just listening to Victor. And I remember even talking to my brother Chris, and, and at first I just told him what I had learned. You know, but he knew that I had been shopping at Harvest Haven and I think he did some digging and he found the path of truth and then one day we're on the phone and, and he tries to put me in a trap. And he's like, so, you know, where, so you, where have you been reading this? You just, you just finding this in the scriptures? And I said, oh, no, no, I was talking to some friends. That's where I was hearing it from. And it was like, it wasn't really working. He's like, yeah, it's Victor. You're just repeating everything Victor said. And I thought like, okay, so... Where are you supposed to learn? I mean, was I, am I really supposed to be, am I required to be a self-made man? Or am I supposed to just stick to Calvin's institutes? Right. And, and how, is, are these things somehow less legitimate because another human being taught me? Jesus taught people yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. And the prophets taught people right. things. Right. But as soon as they find out, you know, because if it's just you coming up with these wild ideas, well, then it's like, well, that's interesting. I'd never considered that. Yeah. But when they find out, that, that you're submitting yourself to another human being. You're humbling yourself and right. putting yourself beneath right. and in service to another human being. Look out. And what did the Lord say, Martin? You shall not see me henceforth. Yes. Until you shall say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Yes. In other words, he is no more except by his body. Amen. That's right. Uh, it's an illusion. It's a but they, pretense. I was going to say, that's the thing. They submit themselves to these men, but only because those men promise them that they'll be able to keep their independence. Right. Right? Yeah. You're not promising people. You're telling people, you want to submit to me? You don't get to keep your independence. That's right. And that's why all, that's why all the language in here. You know, Victor's just trying to take your life for himself. And I'm thinking... And I am. I know, and I'm, and thinking, I'm thinking, okay... Yeah, what, what was her exact verbiage here when she lashed out at you here? Um, I think it was the first time she... You don't owe Victor your life, though it seems he takes it for himself. Well, okay, first of all, yes, I do. I do owe Victor my life. End of story. Mm -hmm. Because, bef yeah, go ahead. But the thing is, you wouldn't be able to receive what Victor's saying if you didn't have a relationship to the Lord. 100%. That's right. 100%. You, I mean, lots of other people have tried to receive the things you're saying without a relationship with the Lord, and they lose their minds. Yeah. It's impossible. That's right. You just go That's right. crazy. Um, and, it, and it says, though he seems to take it for himself. But as far as I look what Jesus Christ said. He says, you offer your body as a living sacrifice to me. Yeah. Because it's your reasonable service. In other words, because that's what you owe me. That's right. I saved you from the pits of hell at my own expense. Yeah. I saved you. It, you know, that was a common thing. If, if in, in the old days, 
that if somebody came, I mean, you, you even, uh, you know, that TV show, Blacklist, right? Right. You know, Denbe, you know, the guy comes in, he saves him, and the guy says, you saved my life. I commit my life, you know. Right. And you get lots of examples of people who have their life just yeah. totally rescued from certain death. Yeah. And, and, and they say to the other person, oh, man, I, I owe you my life. I owe you my life. And nobody thinks anything of that. Right. And then here she says, you don't owe Victor your life. Bull crap. That's nonsense. When somebody comes and rescues you from the pits of hell, you do owe them your life. End of story. Yeah. There's no other way around it. Yeah. And, uh, and though he seems to take it for himself, well, the Lord takes our lives for himself. And I'm one with the Lord. Exactly. And that's the whole, that's the whole mission of God, is to redeem, reconcile all men unto himself. And he uses his body to do that. Right. Isn't the body made up of the apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers, right? That's his body. He's the head of that body. Right. He's the one directing all this. Right. The thing is that you, you see written in here is these people despise the idea of submission. Absolutely. The idea of discipleship Absolutely. and submission and obedience, they, they, it's like, ugh. No. It just, it just makes them dry heave. Yes. The idea of, of yeah. having to be answerable to a human being. Yeah. They're just rebels. That's right. Jesus Christ comes it's, in the flesh. Yes. They Amen. Deny that. Jesus Amen. Christ comes in the flesh. You're right. They totally deny that Jesus Christ comes in the flesh. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's right. You don't owe any man your life. He's a mere man. You don't owe him your life. And meanwhile, I have to sit here and take all this crap from them and give them my life. Yeah. They're demanding my life. I mean, <laughs> spending any time with them, I'd, I'd almost... What did I say at the end of that letter? I, I said to her that uh, he, here's, here's where I'm at. I would rather spend oh, yes. eternity in hell. If you're going to be in heaven with God. Exactly. You, you're so insistent that you're going to be in heaven with God, then sign me up for an eternity in hell <laughs> rather than spending eternity with my mother in it's heaven. It's true. And I mean that. And I, and I said, if, if God truly approves of your vile conduct, then I will do anything besides worship him. Yeah. Any, any being yeah. that would yeah. approve of my mother's behavior. And you can only feel that way, think that way, know that way, because you've experienced God. For sure. You've experienced the Lord. And it's I've the only way you would know. Otherwise, there's no way you would know. And I've experienced her too. No kidding. Quite a contrast. Yeah. The Lord has been gracious with me and provided for me and taken care of all kinds of things. He's richly I'm, blessed you. And nourished me and fed me. My mother did none of those things. We have a track record of people who have come and rejected what I've been teaching, what I've been trying to bring out to them. And they suffer for it. There's, there's everything out there. There's death. There's all kinds of things. Disease, horrible disease. Mm -hmm. All that's happened. Uh, if you're not saying blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord, you're saying cursed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Right. And when you do that, you're, you're signing your own death mm -hmm. warrant. That's what's happening. And, and to say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, lip service has nothing to do with that. That's right. It's not about saying. Because, you know, you'll find people, and they're not necessarily conscious that you're coming in the name of the Lord. Right. And, you know, we've talked about a few of them today, these, these people around. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, they're favorable towards me or you 
or both. And it's not because they have some conscious understanding that uh, we're Jesus Christ who comes in the flesh and they're going to honor us. And, but just their, their spirit speaks that. Yeah. They're blessing us. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't, not, not just because they're friends with us or they find us to be likable people, but, but even... Well, some, the, there are some people there that just don't seem to find us too likable. No, no, I run into that sometimes. But uh, they, they are like the flies, right? See, I have this fly swatter here. I'm not, I'm not the guy that would never hurt a fly. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, if there's anybody who would hurt a fly, it's Victor Hafechuk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a murderer of flies since his youth. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's a, when, when people come and are blessing us with their conduct and their spirit, Amen. because... They, you know what they, I'm really thankful for, Martin? We are now having people writing. Mm-hmm. Makes, makes me cry. And they say, I found, I found your site after years of searching for the truth. Yes. And I found it. And yes. I'm so thankful. My life has turned around. Yes. We're having people writing us and telling us these things. That, that, that's my joy. That, that's, that's what I'm here for. Right. Is to see people turned around. Right. And come to love the Lord and be free from their bondages, free from their sins. Mm -hmm. Free. People that have been bound in pornography and, and, and sexual sins and stealing and smoking and all this, freed from it. I fought all that kind of stuff. I couldn't do it. I couldn't change. The Lord came along and delivered me from that. And then at some point he said to me, Victor, put away everything else. Let me teach you. I'll teach you. And by putting turn away your back on else, the churches. Yeah, you were talking about. Yes. Right. Turn your turn. Come away. Come out of the. Come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. Right. And touch not the unclean thing. And I'll be your father, and you'll be my sons and daughters. Right. And I obeyed. And from then on, the Lord was teaching me. The Bible was the textbook, not a whole bunch of other books. I had to put those away. The Bible was a textbook. My father, Jesus Christ, was, was the instructor, mm -hmm. right? And the world was the classroom. Mm -hmm. That's the way it's been. But, but I'm just so thankful for these people that are writing now and, 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 and they're saying that, uh, that they finally found the, the truth. They've, it makes sense. Right. All the pieces fit. You said that. You yes. know? Here it is. There it is. Finally. You said you were, you just burst out laughing, finding that kind of thing. Oh, for sure. And other people are writing now. We're, things are turning and things are starting to happen. There are other people that still come and attack and spit on us and whatever else. That's, that's par for the course. That's the way it works. But the ones that say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord, they're blessed. Yes. They are blessed. For sure. When they bless the Lord and his servant, they are blessed. They curse the servant, they are cursed. John and Bonita, cursed. Cursed. Absolutely yeah. cursed. And their whole family, cursed. And cursed. And I can and I can say that I'm thankful that that's the case. Yeah, that's what the Lord told told me back in 1983, in the summer of '83, with uh, with my mother and father, and aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. Right. 
He says, those four will perish in their sins. Be thankful. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was trying hard to swallow that lump in my throat. I, I just could hardly hold back the tears, but I, I, I did hold them back. Maybe I shouldn't have, whatever, it didn't matter. But uh, I thought, be thankful. My mother and father, my aunt and uncle, destroyed in their sins. What am I supposed to do with that? Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do with that? And he ended with, be thankful. And I pondered that for years. Mm -hmm. uh, what is there to be thankful for? Be thankful that I wasn't left in that darkness. Be thankful that I was pulled out of that darkness, pulled out of sin, saved from sin, and delivered. I should be rejoicing that the Lord has given me salvation instead of being down in the mouth about people that he saved me from, the darkness right. that he saved me from. And there's justice too. Absolutely, there's yeah, justice. Yeah, and I, I had no idea what he was doing to, exactly. to redeem me and vindicate me and, and right. give me justice. Sure. And, and so, you know, with, with my parents, like, you, it may sound vengeful or vindictive, but I, I, I want to see the Lord's wrath on them. They have so defied God. They have so blasphemed. I would want them cut down. Yeah. And, and, and I agree, remo Martin. Remove, remove their dark influence from this earth. Am I egging you on or am I just agreeing with you? Yeah, well, we'll let Benita decide. Right. Because she's going to decide for herself. Oh, anyway. absolutely. She has decided already. She has no for more sure. decisions to make. She's, she's but, uh, committed. You know, you're going to run into people, especially family members. The Lord said your foes will be of your own household. Matthew 10, it's all there. For sure. Just in that one chapter. I think not that I come to bring peace. I come to bring a sword to divide yeah. father from son, daughter-in-law from mother-in-law. Yes. And there's, surely haven't we experienced that. For sure. There's division. And, and that's, that's the other thing you can be thankful for. Yeah. Is that you get divided from a rotting carcass. That's right. You get, you get quickly snatched off this dying disease tree and grafted that's onto right. a living one that's right. to receive sap flow again. That's right. Starting uh, take two. Yeah, you're just rotting on the tree. Yeah, that's and right. And the Lord comes along and performs a miracle. Amen. Amen. And uh, A great arborist. But you're going um, to get a variation on that. That's like the quintessential uh, manic version of a religious person. Oh yeah, the sanctification of the Lord and just walk with Him and His infinite yeah. love and the, yeah. and the sinless Christ gave up His life for yeah. you. And Victor, you, you get the hell away from Victor. That man is in just, Jesus, just spend time in prayer, but not with Victor. And <laughs> like it's just this like... It's the way it works. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah, and, and it's the same formula every time. Bunch yeah. of sappy religious yeah. crap with don't you spend time with that man. I'll buy you Bibles. Yeah. You read your Bibles. Go to church. Mm -hmm. Right? Just whatever you do. Whatever you do. Have nothing to do with Victor. Yeah. Why? Why right. have nothing to do with... And, and they'll say it in a vicious way. They'll say it in a vindictive way. They'll, they'll, they'll say it in a... And yet not one of them will stand toe-to-toe. With the scriptures in front of you, right, and have a discussion. Not one of them. No, all of the things, and I have, and I'll be posting them. I'll be sharing them. But there's there's going to be a series of emails <coughs> that that we'll share, and you know this would be uh, one of them here. And you'll see that no matter how much you confront darkness, no matter how much you hold them accountable, all they do is evade. All yeah. they do is bluff. All oh, they do sure. is deny. They're standing before the white throne judgment. I right? know. They're, they're, they're being judged right there. All their okay? sins laid That's before them. That's what's happening. Them. 
That's what's happening. All the, the, the books are open. The books are open. Right? And everything is read out. And you would think, oh no, these people are going to be standing there and panicking and thinking, oh no, I did all that. And they talk about how your whole life is going to be recorded in front of you. Yeah, and you're supposed to, oh no, everybody. Oh, oh. But you know what their reaction is? You dirty so-and-so. Yeah, they'll give you the finger. Yeah, I was right? say you're missing a finger there. Right? That's right. Not just a fist. Yeah, that's well, right. Well, you get thrown outside where there's darkness. And weeping. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. And, and I, I never understood that as a child. And I was like, gnashing of teeth sounds like they're mad, but, but like, what are they, are they mad? Are they just gnashing their teeth in sorrow? Like, it never occurred to me that these people who had just been judged have no idea they've just been judged. They get thrown out and all they can think is, F you, you horrible so-and-sos, you this, you You're that. not gonna tell Screw me what you. to do. Yeah, you're well, you think you're the judge of me. Yeah, That's judge right. not lest you be judged. That's right. And they come up with all this crap cursing you. Yeah. And, and when you see this kind of behavior, even Victor tried to show some hospitality. Yeah. It's just like we knew he was an asshole before we came, and we were pretty sure he was an asshole when we were there, and yeah. now we're quite certain he is now. Yeah. That's right. But we're going to pray for him. Right. We're going to pray for him, but yeah. Yeah, he's going to burn in hell anyway because, well, he's not a baptized Calvinist. Yeah. So what chance does Calvin, he stand? Calvin said he's dead. He's finished. Yeah. Toast. He's going to burn in hell, but yeah. we'll pray for him just for fun. Yeah. Just right. for fun. Right. Yeah. And, and that, that vehemence there, that gnashing of teeth. Yeah. He's not your God, though he thinks he is. Yeah. Yeah. And... and uh, it was something I haven't said to my parents yet, but you know, it's 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 a real viable question because you know you see all kinds of cults of varying forms of nastiness or benevolence, right? You get the twelve tribes, and it's like there's some messed up stuff there, but you know they're a little bit softer than some of the other wackos, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, and they, they've got a few good things. They've got, they got some things going for sure. them, and you can appreciate some of the people there. Yeah. And, and then they go, oh, my kid's joined a cult. Oh, these people got my kid. Oh, they got my cousin. He's in a cult. They got my dad. He's in a cult. But, you know, the thing that nobody ever confronts all these families with, <laughs> why would your children rather be in a cult where they get abused and taken advantage of than have something to do with you? Does yeah. anybody ever ask yeah. that question? Yeah. And, and if like, you trace it back, you see. Right. You see what's going on. You see why those things are happening. Right. Yeah. Because if Victor's abusing me and taking advantage of me, all I have to say is it, it's a lesser form of being taken advantage of and abused than what I experienced as <laughs> a child because I'm enjoying this. This is, this is a really nice change for me. So, you know, even the accusation that we're a cult and you're dangerous, it's like, okay, well, fair enough, but... You're worse because otherwise I wouldn't <laughs> want to be with him. Like, yeah. you know, that's that's the thing that people, you know, it's like I'd rather be in, in hell than with, you know, in heaven with Benita. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. You raised me, and I would rather, I would rather die, than be forced to have a relationship with you. I would rather be offed, at this point, than yeah. than be forced to pretend that we have something going on or that you actually love me or that I actually love you. To be in that pretense at this point, yeah. to, to try and fulfill a moral obligation to honor them in some way, it's so horrible that I just, 
ultimately I, I just don't want to. And, 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 and I, I don't even have to. Right. And I would say that a lot of people out there would be really critical of, of the things that you're saying right now, right, that we're saying. Uh, they would they would condemn you for it. They say, "Well, that's anything but Christ. You know, that's got to be Satan. That's got to right. be the devil." But how how do they know? Right. What do they know? For sure. Have and they experienced it? The only way that you can say what you're saying is because the Lord delivered you. Right. He gave you life. Right. He gave you truth. Exactly. He gave you light. You're able to judge for the first time. You're able to see things. Right. That's that's that. You can see the issue Fine, clearly. so he used me as an instrument, but he's the one who did it all. Only he can. I can't. And when that happens, you become judge. You start to judge things for, mm -hmm. what, for what they really are. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening here. And, and that's why the perfect example with this situation, where there was all this conflict with my family beforehand, years of separation where I had no conversation with any of them of any kind, because I didn't want to be around them. You haven't turned me against my family. You've freed me from them. How can they possibly accuse you of turning me against them? I mean, we had nothing but atrocious conflict before I ever met you. And did I come along saying, Martin, you got, you got to turn on your mother and father. Yeah, I don't have anything more to do with right. them. They're assholes. Right. Didn't say I mean, It was the like opposite. That. I was like, okay, I'll go apologize to them. Yeah. You know, it was it was more of a humbling situation. Yeah. And Victor told me to go apologize to them and and get see yourself, if get yourself yeah, and, and see if there was any reconciliation possible. And how would you know unless you apologize? Maybe they'll follow example and humble themselves. Yeah. And there could be a wonderful reconciliation. Yeah. And I think that was the problem is that when they came here, they think that because I admitted I was wrong, right? And they think they're blameless. That right. reconciliation is finished. Right. Yeah. No they didn't deal. do anything wrong. I said sorry for all the horrible things I did, so right. happy ending. Right. And, and I apologize for what I did wrong, and I'm sitting here like, I wonder if the gravity of this situation will ever dawn on them, and they'll ever admit anything right. they ever did wrong. Yeah. And nothing happens. Nothing and instead, happened at all, in fact. Yeah. Instead, just, just, we got vaccinated, and we don't want to hear anything about it from you. And then when I confront my father on it, he says, well, you haven't convinced me about vaccines yet. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's never even asked me what I thought about them or let me speak for more than two seconds on it without shutting me down. And then they get vaccinated and tell me I can't say anything and then tell me that they listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it just totally yeah. proves this. Yeah. Time, isn't now, it? What? <laughs> Evening drawing to a close. <laughs> yeah. We, we started off these sessions, not, not with your parents, but, but concerning uh, uh, what's happening to the earth, to the world, and, and how uh, what, we're, what we're seeing now, what we're experiencing now, what the Lord is revealing mm -hmm. to now, is uh, the deliverance from the, uh, from, the, from the enemy, and we're striking at the heart of the dragon. It, it's and, the and, 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 and his power comes through the parentage. His power comes through... Well, your, your, your family authorities through your family. Don't we inherit the sin from our fathers? Yes, absolutely. Doesn't it all come down through Adam? Yes, that's right. And that's so right. the, the and only... And where did Adam go? He turned his back on his father. Yeah. And He's, the devil became his father. That's right. That's and what so happened. And his children became of the devil. Amen. And, and the only way to stop that, that inherited evil... Is to renounce it. Is to break the link between 
the satanic fatherhood yes and the children yes and don't allow satan to use god's law to put you down and keep you from god exactly you you're going to have to break god's law right so to speak right. not that you're breaking his law nobody can break god's law right nobody can break that the law will break them they'll I mean, never break the law interestingly enough when when jesus came how many examples were there where he came to break the law yeah yeah goes out of his way especially almost. the sabbath yes right yeah yeah that's right. He comes, he comes yeah. to, to... He'd heal on the Sabbath. Yeah. You know, he could have healed some other day. Like the guy says, there's every other day of the week you can go healing. Yeah. He could have done that. Yeah. But no, that's not what he wanted to do. Right. I'm going to heal on the Sabbath. See what you guys do with that. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to break the law too, by yeah. appearance. That's right. That's right. It has to happen. Well, there was Abraham offering up Isaac. When you're, when you're willing, exactly, when, you're, when you come to the point where you're willing to break the appearance of the law, to keep the spirit of the law. You're going by faith. You're going by faith. And I, I, I found myself writing in that letter that uh, I don't care how ridiculous everybody else thinks I'm being. Yeah. I don't even care how ridiculous I feel like I'm And being. that's where the rubber hits the road. Exactly, because I'm writing it and I'm saying these things and I'm just like, there is absolutely no way to talk yourself out of this one. Right. I mean, if somebody okay. says, you're just going on the internet and lambasting your parents and just dredging up all the sins from the past, I'm kind of like, yeah. well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Sure. about it. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and, I mean, talk about burning bridges. I mean, this is like exploding bridges. It's, yeah. you know, so you, you, you have to go by faith. You have yeah. to do something that Amen. feels really weird. Amen, yeah. And this is not... Yeah, it's it's... It's not something I thought I'd be doing, that's for sure. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it has to be done, and I'm very thankful for all of this. Mm -hmm. It's not as though we're sitting here getting eaten up. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, I'm thankful. I'm rejoicing. I'm rejoicing at this. Everything that Bonita and, and John are saying, especially Bonita, of course, uh, I'm very thankful for this. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm rejoicing. Yes. I said to you a couple of times, every, every time we have an email correspondence, every time it goes further, every time this, I just feel better and better all the time. Yeah. Way you don't know the, the burden yeah. of, of you, you suffer injustice, you suffer these things, and, and just contradiction and confusion and, and neglect. Some of it isn't just, it's just total neglect. Yeah. And there's these things you should know or do or understand, and you're totally clued out. You should know to expect nurturement from your parents or, or, or whatever. And you, you don't even believe anybody does things like that. Right. You just, you, you live in this darkness and you don't even know to expect decency from people. And you don't know how to be decent to them. You've never seen it. That's right. And you live under all this frustration. And then every time you tried to confront your parents or get a reason or an explanation or anything, it's just dismissal and contempt and mockery yeah, yeah. and derision. Which reminds me of something else that I was going to say. I don't know how much battery time we have left here. Not that we want to sit here forever. Lots. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't tell us that. Tell, half a bar, guys. Wrap it up. We're, we don't, we're wondering how much battery time we have left in our camera. And there's my wife saying, I don't have much battery, <laughs> battery left. <laughs> I only got a bar and a half left. Yeah. Uh, you were going to say, though. Yeah. Hopefully you can Am I going to remember now? No, I'm thinking we... I can't remember what I was going to mm. say. That, um, 
<laughs> I was going on feeling sorry for myself, and then you right. interrupted. Yeah, right, right. Um, I'll think of it if you have anywhere to say. I was just saying that you suffer all these things, and they weigh on you. Yeah. And then Here you is what I was going to say. There we go. Uh, you know, these people are accusing me of bringing harm to their children. <laughs> I've had to deal with all the harm yes. in their children that they committed. That Amen. They, that, Amen. That they did to to the children, and I and I have to bear that. Yes. And then on top of it all, I have to bear their wrath and false accusation. Right. That talk about total contradiction. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and I and I told you some of your past, and you know we had to suffer this, and I'm not the only one. Obviously, everybody else has had to suffer that because of what they did to you, their well, legacy. I, I, I wrote in that letter to them. I, I said, I said, everybody I've ever met, every relationship I've ever had has been strained. Yes. By the the concreted cold armor I had to put around myself to defend myself from their lunacy and that's hypocrisy. Right. That's right. That's that's John and Bonita's fruits. And now they're going to condemn me for 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 taking all those fruits away. It's taken a, a decade to, to soften up some of the concrete. Yeah, yeah. And there's more to come. For there's, sure. There's there's, for there's sure. still so that's that's the way that's then, the way it works. Yeah, and then you go in and you save their kids and they curse you for it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's somebody else there are certain situations that really stand out, and, and I think of uh, Cassidy King. I don't mm. know if, if we'll ever see that name here, but Cassidy King. Uh, I you know I, I felt really bad for him. I like the kid. Yeah, yeah, and he had things that he had. He, he had some things about him that that were kind of uh, how can I say maybe real or sincere or whatever else. And he was so troubled and so burdened. Mm -hmm. And it was his father that did everything to him. Oh. Amazing. Like, can you imagine giving your, your kid that's, that's maybe not even uh, 12 or somewhere in there, not even in the teens, uh, booze and drugs? Wasn't the guy some kind of pastor, too? I, I think he sure. had some. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was some kind of something or other. And he did that to his kid. He says, well, I'm teaching my kid the evil side and to, to experience these things for himself. And, 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 and Cassidy has been just totally enslaved by, by, by drugs and the sexual perversion and, and all that. It is so horrible. And I liked, I liked the kid. I do, I just too. really did. Um, and, and, and I still wonder, Lord, if there's anything that can be done if it's if it's your will I'm, I'm wanting you to heal that boy and, and mm -hmm. deliver him if it's not your will Lord I'm not insisting on anything Abraham insisted on on Ishmael being blessed right oh that Ishmael would walk before you well right. here we have Ishmael walking no before kidding him. he's walking before you know? us all right I don't want to see stuff like that I Hezekiah was it Hezekiah mm -hmm. that prayed oh I want to live I want to live Lord don't let me die don't let me die please don't let me die and Lord says okay I'll give you 15 more years and he revealed all the secrets of the treasures of the temple and everything right. to the enemy right. in his boastful display. Yeah. I don't want to be pushing anything on God. If if he doesn't want to save Cassidy King or, or do good things for anybody or, or whatever, uh, I don't want to be pushing him. I don't want to be pushing him for, for something that I want. Mm -hmm. If it's not his perfect will, mm -hmm. you know, through through a prophet, and to me personally, the Lord has said, in you is, in you, in your heart, is the desire for the perfect will of God. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's where I'm at. 
been at that for decades. That was back in 76 and 77. In you is the desire for the perfect will of God. And that entails not asking for things that you want for yourself. It's asking for things that you want God to have. It's, it's for asking, uh, asking for things that you want God to have and that God wants to have. Right. Are you yawning when I'm preaching? No, no, that's not what's Behave yourself, Martin. I'm trying. So, but really, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we, uh, if, if, if God's willing to do something, if he starts to do something there with, with, with him, uh, Lord, that's what I would ask for. I would mm -hmm. ask for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are other people out there that you can feel badly for, whatever. And one day, God is going to reconcile everybody. Mm -hmm. We do believe that, including John and Bonita. Mm -hmm. but it won't be in this life. Not a chance. No. Not even no. remotely close. No. They'll perish in their sins. They'll be destroyed in their sins. Yeah, there's another lifetime or two waiting for them. Um, what else was I going to say? There's so many people out there that I, you know, um, oh, probably better just not to say it. I just leave it. Let the Lord determine the course for, for all these people. Uh, I, I'm not sitting here trying to convince anybody. I'm not interested mm -hmm. in doing that. Mm -hmm. We can try and tell them what's happening. Just leave it at that. But at least at least we can give them a heads up as to what they're facing when they, when they have to tackle the road of salvation mm -hmm. when the Lord calls them out of their families. Mm -hmm. You know, at least we can give them that. And don't fall. He, he gave the people that in his day, and uh, and we're giving that to the people in his day today. You know, you, you need to know the difference between a woman who's interested in you and a whore. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to know that difference. Yeah. yeah. And you need to know the difference between a God who genuinely has interest and love in you and a whore who's trying to make a buck. Yeah. 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 And, and my mother is just a whore who's trying to get things for herself. She has no interest in, in my well-being. No. Whatsoever. No, you can't talk that and way. And that's been proved by the neglect yeah. and the silence for many years. Yeah. It's only now that they see that you have me. Yeah. That they're expressing any kind of jealousy or desire. And, and you know what, Victor? Even, even in all these conversations, it, my mother has zero desire to have me in her life. To have? Me in her yeah. life. Zero. For sure. If, if we could just never speak again, but it not end this way, that would be their ideal scenario. They just don't want another child in their life saying, I never want to talk to you again. Because yeah. they've already got one of those. And it's starting to look bad. And that's really what they always wanted from me. Don't ever cause us any trouble. Don't ever have any needs. Don't ever say anything. Just just be a widget, please. Make us look good. You're making us look bad. Stop that. Yeah, and a primary thing of, uh, of I, narcissists, sociopaths, is that they cannot take, they cannot accept no for an answer. Yes. One way or another, they'll come around again. It yep. might be a year later, it might be two years later, it might be yep. from this angle or from that angle, but yep. they will, they will. Uh, Sarah Stuckey was somebody like that. Mm -hmm. I have to have my way. And you can tell her what is good, you can tell her 
what is acceptable before God and what isn't. Uh, and she may agree for a time, mm -hmm. and that's what these people are like. Satan's like they're, that they're, too. They were raised without boundaries. They were raised to just be lawless and to have their way. The parents just gave them whatever they wanted. Mm -hmm. Boy, if you want parents to destroy you, never mind, never mind keeping things from you, mm -hmm. right? Never mind keeping things from you. In a way, your parents may have done you a favor, in a manner of speaking. They kept everything from you, and it and it forced you. Kind of, the Lord was using these circumstances sure. to force you to come to to reality. Whereas other kids, they ended up. Your mother ended up as a sociopath because she just did what she wanted, and nobody stopped her. Mm -hmm. And that's the way Sarah Stuckey was. And that's where I don't know how many people are like that. We, we've run into hundreds, if not thousands, of people that. Like I said, there's there's two different kinds of abuse. You can either fatten somebody up to eat them, yeah, or, or starve them while you feast in front of them. Yeah. And my parents chose the latter. Yeah. And the first is equally evil in a certain sense. And she may, be, may have done, after all this, she may have done you a huge favor. For sure. But it really, we have to give the glory to the Lord. It's His. He orchestrated No matter it. what happened, all circumstances, He rules. He brought everything together, every detail of be our existence. Because the thing is, is that you can abuse children and, and starve them in a certain sense from any kind of nourishment, whether physical or spiritual or emotional. Mm -hmm. And lots of those people turn out to be absolute basket cases. And so just because she yeah. inflicted those circumstances doesn't mean she gets any credit for it turning out well. Right. The right. Lord's the one who makes lemonade out of lemons. And if the Lord is in control of everything, doesn't uh, uh, presuppose that we don't have a right to tell the people their sins. Exactly. Isaiah 58 one. For sure. Cry aloud. By the way, in the last uh, video, I'm glad this is coming up, in the last video we talked about I talked about a meeting that I was at, a, a Catholic charismatic meeting, and that was in 1977 uh, in, in Dauphin, Manitoba. This was at the St. Viator's Church in an upstairs room where they were having chari charismatic meetings. And remember, uh, I told you about this situation where uh, all the people rose up when I talked about the wives submitting to the husbands. Mm -hmm. The and wives said, were no complaining. Way. Oh, yeah. they, uh, two words, no way, in perfect unison, in a shout in a horrible uproar. Where did that come from? Obviously, it wasn't God. No. It wasn't God speaking that way, right. but the same spirit was ruling over all of them. And my father was there. I don't, I don't, I can't say honestly if he was there saying no way. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a husband, right? Not a wife or whatever. But probably it was the same spirit, so mm -hmm. it's just gonna control him no matter if it seems to contradict or, or. Right. And that's what happened. Um, but what was I going to say about that? Uh, something about how your father sided with him? Yeah, he, he sided with him. Um, one man in that entire me meeting, and he was siding with them against, against me. Mm -hmm. There's something else I was going to point out in that whole situation. Oh yes, one of the women, and she was kind of a ringleader there with the charismatic women. They're they're shouting at me and arguing with me, right? And I'm just sitting there. I can't I, I can't say anything because I don't have a chance to say anything in the uproar. And she's sitting next to me, and her name is Olga Gerard, and she was I think from Brandon, Manitoba, and she was kind of always a happy-go-lucky kind of person. But anyway, she goes to the Bible. 
And like she had been saying, no way with everybody there. She was shouting it. And then she opens the Bible and she opens it to Isaiah 58.1. And she looks and she says, Victor, you're right. You're right. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell the people their sins in the house of Israel, their transgressions. You're right. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of tickled about it too. It wasn't just a, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, but there it was. God still give me some piece of encouragement mm -hmm. in that uproar. Yeah. And, and you have my parents and they just, they're, I, I know the way they think and they're even expressing it in some of their letters. Right? That's Satan's greatest tool is accusation. And, and the Lord comes and he tells the people their sin and they're just like, oh, they're Satan the accuser again accusing us of all these things and it's like no yeah, no yeah satan satan falsely accuses people if i don't tell people their sins right they won't get saved exactly they won't get saved right we're telling the people their sins they don't want to listen there's no guarantee that they'll listen right god says i'll send my prophets to speak the truth to them to call out for repentance and they will not listen and so they won't be saved. They won't be saved. And my parents will never be reconciled to the Lord Jesus Christ until they legitimately reconcile themselves to me. That's right. End of story. It's impossible. Victor. What? Victor. Yeah, for sure. To love him. Absolutely. Unless they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, they'll never see him. They'll never have a relationship with God. Yeah. And, uh, and, and me telling them their sins those are just going to have to ring in their ears until the day they humble themselves. Because those sins, they need to, you know, maybe I have some details wrong, but they have to be, they have to be dealing with they each of those things. And they'll call it a satanic accusation. Yeah. But a satanic accusation is false. And that's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. For sure. It's not just blasphemy against the Son of Man. That's, uh, Ananias and Sapphira lost their lives for that. Yeah, they did. You lied against the Holy Spirit. Spirit. You lied to the Holy Spirit, Peter said to them. You don't realize what you guys have done. Yeah. And, and they died in that moment as a parable. Yeah. Because everybody who blasphemes against the Lord, everybody who lies to the Holy Spirit, everybody who accuses the Holy Spirit of evil, dies in that moment. Yeah. They drop dead right on the floor. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I guess I, would, I wanted to point out there that... Uh, Satan brings false accusations. Yeah. The Lord brings true accusations. Yeah, that's so right. You, so you can't, you can't just say, you're accusing me and therefore you're Satan. Right. You have to determine whether or not those accusations are false. Yeah. yeah, Satan is the accuser, but he's the false accuser. He's the accuser of the brethren and he accuses them falsely. Yeah. But the Lord does come and accuse his people of wrong righteously. Yeah. You're not Satan just because you're pointing out somebody's sin. That's right. That's ridiculous. That's right. That's what the prophets, that was their job. That's right. They were critics. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, and, and they always come in and people always come in and they do their contortions and their manipulations. Oh, yeah, that's Satan's, that's his best tool is accusing people. Yeah. And look at you just accusing us. Yeah. Without addressing whether or not the accusations are legitimate or not. Right. They don't act, they don't, they don't look they at don't that. They don't care about that. No, it's an accusation and therefore you're Satan. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. God would never do that. Oh, no. God of love would never do that. Oh, and he loves and he, he loves, loves his children. No matter their sin. No matter. That's right. He's a loving father. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't hurt a fly. No. Wouldn't spank a child. No. Wouldn't even speak harshly. Right. W- wouldn't, wouldn't rebuke his child in public lest anyone else should hear that. Thing. Meanwhile, God was commanding the parents to lay hands on their child that blasphemed against the Lord or, or cursed their parents. Yeah. And that's not what's happening here. We're not cursing the parents. They've cursed themselves. They've we're cursed pointing themselves. it out. That's right. And, and they, were, they were commanded by God, who is love, who is Jesus Christ, yeah. to lay hands on them, to be the first to lay hands on them, and the whole congregation of Israel was supposed to stone them to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take responsibility for the child you created, and you drag him out. That's right. Lest he should defile the entire community. Right. And bring death on yeah. the whole household. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Look at what happened with Achan. Mm-hmm. Children perished with him. Yeah, that's right, and 36 others. Mm-hmm. It was a national thing. Their sin was counted as a national offense by God. Mm-hmm. God deals with Israel as a nation. Mm-hmm. And yet, not a single innocent soul perished. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the curse causeless does not come. Exactly. Yeah. I suppose we better close for now. I think so. Okay. So, uh, we're giving we're giving people meat. We're giving truth, reality. It's not a religious bunch of crap. Right. It, it's not. It's not a bunch of garbage. It's honesty. Not a, it's honesty. It's, it's sincerity. It's truth. We've laid our line, lives on the line, and and that's the way it has to be. And we're telling you that you need to do the same. And we're giving you an idea, if not more than an idea, of the kind of thing that you are going to have to face. It's inevitable. And uh, you know, if, you, if you have issues with your parents or your friends or your spouse or whatever, if you feel like you've been wronged, say something. You might be wrong. Your perspective might be skewed, and it right. will get corrected. Right. But I've had to correct kids who are complaining against their their parents. Certainly, that that's and I've and, and I've had to say that wasn't your parents' fault. That was you. Right. Hey, like Diana Lombok. For sure. Right. For sure. Yeah. Oh, my father hit me and knocked a tooth out. We got the story. We finally got finally the story. Got the story and she was being rebellious and difficult and. He had to struggle with her, and yeah, yeah. he accidentally knocked out a loose yeah. tooth. Yeah. It was yeah. already about to fall out. Yeah. But she made it sound like he was yeah. just really a knocked her teeth out. horrible brute. It wasn't like that at all. So we're not, we're not just justifying children, all children against no. all parents. No, we're no, not no, doing no, that no. At all. You know, and that's what was happening with Martin. Get your, you get your own situation cleaned up first. You come clean with your sins. Yeah. And then we can start to deal from there. Until, uh, until that, until the time that you deal with your own sins and repent of them, confess them, acknowledge them, uh, you're powerless. You have no right. You, you know, yeah. first, didn't the Lord say, you know, you hypocrite. Yes. You know, first take the beam out of your own eye. Exactly. Before you take the sliver out of your neighbor's eye, your friend's eye. Right. right? So, so you have to get your act cleaned up first, so that right. you can see clearly. He says, so that yeah. you can see clearly to take uh, the the sliver out of his eye, and that's that's what has to happen. We 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 are ground zero. 
Right. We have to deal with our own sins, with right. our own offenses against God. It, and when that's cleared up, then he says, then you'll see clearly to do that. And, and, and I, can, I can tell you that after ap apologizing and coming clean on my portion, you know, you, you'd, you'd, you'd hope and you'd think, oh, well then maybe reconciliation. But it's like after that happened, my eyes were just open, wide open, to yeah. how much oppression and darkness was all around me. And I was like, I have got to get away from these people. Yeah. Because then you can see. That's right. You, you're, That's only, right. You're, you're only experiencing darkness before that. Yeah. And then everything opens up, and it's like, now I know why I felt like I was being hunted down by predators. Because you can see these horrible creatures now. Yeah. You could not see it right. before that. That's you just amazing. heard their snarling and hid in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, and for years you had those dreams. Exactly. And then finally you were down. able to turn around and see who was chasing you. Exactly. Up to that time you didn't know who was That's chasing right. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was the horse. Expose their parents' sins before confessing their own. They're in trouble. That's right. Amen. Yeah. It doesn't really work. No. That's right. It's impossible. That's right. You're just going to make a mess. And then you're going to lose the war because your parents will just be like, well, uh, you're doing it too. And they're right. Yeah. And, and then you're powerless. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Satan knows. Satan, he knows yeah. how to, he know, and the only way to defeat him is with honesty. Admit you're wrong. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did that. Mm -hmm. Sure. And I'm damn sorry for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now it's your turn. Amen. And now Amen. it's your turn. This is what you did. Yeah. Just how sorry are you? What more can the accuser do to you when you no longer fear what he's accusing you of? Right. When you've admitted your guilt. Right. Yeah, then, then and repented of it. Yeah, he has no hold. That's right. He's got nothing. His foundation is gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, Lord willing, we'll have more to say in the days to come. Amen. Um, yeah, there was somebody else I wanted to mention. I remember uh, 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 Bradley Matthews. He talked about how his father was, was hard on him and that I reminded him mm -hmm. of his father and he walked out on us because he figured I was too rough on him. He didn't accept any correction from his father. And from what I can understand, his father was trying to get some discipline to him, trying to... Mm -hmm correct him and he refused it mm -hmm. probably his mother babied him mm. that happens oftentimes you know the father tries right, to yeah. explain why he's always yes yeah. that's right mm -hmm. yeah yeah so people we we reap what we sow mm -hmm. many times over and, and you know for the record not that it really matters too much i don't he did apologize he did that's right and, and that's and, worth something and things are starting to happen He's, he's, he's yeah. working on a different wavelength now that he's apologized than before. Yeah, that's right, that's but, right. But it's, that's it's, right. It's, he's got himself in a big hole. And it yeah. So, uh, Bradley, you just have to keep going. Mm -hmm. You just have to keep going, keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And repent. Repent. I've never told you this before, but you repent of your um, disobedience to your father, your mm -hmm. earthly father. He was trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. So here, you know, it almost looks like we're reversing things here. But I'm seeing this with, 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 with him. He needed to receive that discipline. He didn't think it was right. Uh, it was likely, I'm suspecting, I don't know, but I'm suspecting that his mother, his mother babied him and tr just tried to 
comfort him mm-hmm. when he was all upset with his mm-hmm. father for trying to correct him or spank him or whatever. No, no. That's where you went wrong, Bradley. I believe. And that, that might be the very truth that brings you out of your hole, mm-hmm. out of your loneliness, mm-hmm. out of your depression, out of your compulsion for... For, for a mommy. Yeah, yeah. So there it is. The answers are there. If we want them, the Lord will give them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Okay, we'll try again, Martin. So until we meet again, everybody, meet again. bless the Lord. Amen. Bless the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our Lord, our Savior. Yes, He does love us. He does love us. Mm-hmm. And that's why He wants us to repent of our sins. Mm-hmm. Amen. And good Sabbath. Good Sabbath. Good Sabbath. Amen.